Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Good morning out there, sports fans. Welcome to the Sports Offensive. It is the... I don't know, like the 18th or the 19th of the month. It's, it's stream rolling right by. Um, hopefully, we're doing a little quick test here. Make sure that the audio is working. It's been a little iffy the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'm going to try and get it live out there so everyone can hear us. Remember, you can always check us out on our website at thesportsoffensive.com. There you can listen to the uh, current episode. You can listen to prior episodes. You can listen to all of our podcasts. We've got The Alien Offensive, which is a sci-fi show. We've got JoJo Wardrimmer Ways, a lacrosse-focused podcast. And, of course, here, our flagship at The Sports Offensive, which uh, shockingly is about sports. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter under the handle at the SPT Offensive. You can find us on Instagram under the handle the Sports Offensive with underscores between the words. And you can always catch us live via the Blog Talk Radio Player on the site again at thesportsoffensive.com. Check us out on demand at Blog Talk Radio. Tune in, iHeart, Stitcher, and as an iTunes podcast. We'd like to thank our show supporters, Idiot Cult T-Shirts, Health Guru, EK Fit, and the Space Savers at Operation Organize. You can find them and links to all of their sites on our site, again, thesportsoffensive.com. And we do love callers, so feel free to call on in here at uh, 929-477-3204. The number again is 929-477-3204. I don't know about uh, all of you out there in podcast land, but I am incredibly tired today, and I'm not really sure why, but... uh, I am pretty excited because I think the gauntlet I've been uh, running through at work, which incredibly long days for about, I don't know, seven weeks now, is, uh, seems to be tailoring off a little bit. So I might actually be able to relax and uh, start to enjoy life again. And uh, coincidentally, hopefully the weather will be uh, becoming more agreeable here over the very near future. We had a reprieve yesterday, some nice, some nice cloud cover, uh, some nice breezes, and I think it got down into, I think the high was around the, like the mid-80s as opposed to the rest of this week, which I think is supposed to be about 95 or so, or so every single day. So uh, hopefully out there for you, it's not quite so uh, arduously hot, and hopefully it's not super humid. So uh, I've got JP uh, doing a quick test. How did it sound out there, JP? Did it sound normal, or do we sound uh, like we're coming through a weird microphone again? Uh, no, we sounded normal. Okay. <laughs> I, I had to go to the website page, or the blog talk page on um, – uh, from the internet, uh, just do a the sports offensive search, and I hit the blog talk page, and <clears throat> I scrolled down from our homepage on blog talk, uh-huh. and it uh, <clears throat> gave us this day, uh, the today the seventeenth show, and I hit that, and it played, it, it loaded the audio and started playing back fine, and okay. I can't, I, I was, I was only a couple of seconds behind you because you're talking about the weather. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm glad it sounds like it's working. Uh, you know, like I said, it's been a couple of weeks in a row here where uh, the sound has been recording off the microphone on my computer, which is really odd when you, uh, if you've ever run a podcast and done like, you know, ha- have some equipment to actually use for it as opposed to like just using your phone or something. Yeah. It, it's really odd if you're hearing everything normal in your headphones, but it doesn't work that way on the blog talk side. It is kind of a shock because if it's not coming through the right ports then you shouldn't hear things. Uh, right, right. So, and and that's the whole thing is we got a lot of equipment between yeah, the both of us. Right, so. and, <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, 
when you can't figure out what is causing the oddities in the in the sound, uh, that's what's really frustrating. So, uh, but yeah, just talking about how we're probably going to close that window and turn that fan off here in a few minutes because yeah, the heat is going to start creeping up. I, I know, man. I had the I had the panel roof open and the air conditioner on this morning driving <laughs> up here just because it was a little that's very efficient. Yeah, it was a little too warm to keep the windows down, but I was rocking out to a little Dave Matthews fan on the satellite radio. Oh, very they had nice. A show from May on from Des Moines, Iowa. It's pretty good. I haven't listened to Dave in a long time. I have not heard. I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he still makes new music, but I haven't. Oh heard, yeah. I haven't listened to Dave. But I, to be honest, I haven't listened to hardly any music in probably six or seven years. And I mean, I do listen to sometimes on my iPad yeah. or iPod. I'll listen to uh, my old, you know old favorites and stuff. But yeah. as far as new music, I just don't have any time. I it's don't like, either. I just it's 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 one of those things where I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the satellite. You know, for mm-hmm. it's gonna be twenty bucks a month, and I already had a free trial for two months. Um, and uh, it's a different change of pace because I mean I'll do the 107.9 where you get all the your classic rock your new not your new rock but right. new rock but, but like Rolling uh, Stone, right. Def Leppard, Beastie Boys, stuff nice, like that. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll 103.5 is your classic rock, and then 97.3 KBC on a Boulder is your more you know mix of every. Oh, you're talking. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about serious stations. You're talking about local stations. Local, but I'm going to keep the satellite just to rock out to a little lithium on on there. They don't have jam lithium, on it. Lithium. That's the station. That's the station. That's the best one on yeah there. Uh, they, if you're if you went to college in the 90s or late late 90s oh, early yeah. 2000s time period or that's your 20s lithium lithium's the, the one i think the attic is also pretty good yeah 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 i have it, the hit and miss but yeah i have the uh i have the uh the actual whole lineup in my uh console in the center yeah. to do because i only i only programmed i got howard programmed in the grateful dead fish um pearl jam lithium serious turbo or Turbo Sirius, whichever one it is, and then the NFL channel, yep. ESPN. I listen to the Eagles preseason game if, if they on, would on just, that. If they would just drop the price a little bit, I'd go back to them. My it, thing is that my commute is about eight minutes. That's the thing. Yeah, and you, so, you're so close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't even have time to get into a radio program before you're there, you know? And right. I also... Uh, I'm always listening to the fan, you know, to get my sports updates locally here. Right. And then, uh, you know, like, like I said, you're, boom, you're there at work. Yeah. And you're so uh, yeah. I, just, I drive I just around don't all drive that. A ton. <laughs> yeah. I don't drive a lot. So, um, and, uh, but I do remember also from the series though, I'd like to get it back. Um, I mean, maybe if I can make some more money down the road or something like that, and I don't have to worry about it at all about budgeting. Um, but you know, it's like $10 I could see, but 20 bucks. I was like, I don't use it enough. Yeah. But what I do miss is, the fantasy show and i would recommend that to you yep, the yep. fantasy station they have on there is mm-hmm. very good I, i've heard about that one already i mean espn and uh cbs are very hit and miss these days on their fantasy i mean i know some people like the talented mr roto i'm not a big fan of right. his i think he's just kind of i don't think he has any more insight than most people to be honest um I, and of course the one year i didn't listen to him at all my buddy did and he won the championship and so he now thinks barry <laughs> is like amazing but you know like five years since he hasn't done anything uh, and I was like, that's, that's what I learned from listening yeah. to Matthew Barry is that he really didn't have any additional insights more than anyone else. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, and, and I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to rip on him. I mean, I, not, not any, nobody really knows that much. But I feel like uh, at ESPN, Eric Carabell is a little bit more knowledgeable. I think uh, Cockcroft is a little bit more knowledgeable. Yeah, I'd go with or at that, least yeah. make a little more sense. But I can't remember the two guys. One of them was name was Nate. And then I can't remember the name of the other guy that was on Sirius before. But those guys were pretty impressive. I mean, they had a lot of access and a lot of um, minutiae details right. and things. Like, I would rather listen to Cecil Whammy, that's li- you know, local guy, or is mm-hmm. it Lammy? It might be Lammy. Well, I Lammy think, or Whammy? I, I think it's Lammy, but they call him Whammy. 
Oh, maybe that's why I get confused all the time. <laughs> I, I think that's what, what what it is. And but that's that, that's really cool. I mean, he's really great to listen to because he's a he's a he's a football just nut. And I don't mean a nut like a fan. I mean a right. nut like that's been his life for right. a long time. Well, it's just like handicappers in, in Vegas. You know, that's all they right. do. All know, they do. They do yeah. the point spreads. And all that's you why do they're is so training close. camps. <laughs> and, and, I mean, he, he's, got, he's got his draft grades out there, you know, six months before the draft happens and yep. things like that. And also he's a member of Football Guys, which is probably the website I like the most in terms of football knowledge that, that you can get for free. Um, right. They also have a pay portion, which is good. Um, but uh, – as with anything with fantasy, don't ever give just one source. And the reason I say that is people have favoritism. Mm -hmm. And if you get too locked into one group of, of prognosticators or things like that, you might get stuck in a certain drafting. Rut. What I like to do, I, I can, I, I, I take my fantasy team. Like I do business. You get three different opinions, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> and then you break it right down the center of which you think the best opinion is, or the one that makes the most sense, or the one that's often mentioned the most. So, <laughs> you know, I was talking to Chi Town Mike last night uh, before we played a game of Madden, and we're doing a little season. You know, um, it's great because you can do franchises on, yeah. online now, so it's it's fun. Yeah, so it's can, pretty, yeah. You know, and it's great because it gives me an excuse to get to talk to Mikey and. And, you know, we just hang out and chat while we're while we're playing the games and stuff. So it makes for a lot of fun. And he just started school up again. You know, yeah, uh, they just started on Thursday. I think yeah, it was. I, 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 so, saw, I saw I saw some pictures on know. Facebook of the kids going off. Yeah. And he's got the you know, it's like, he's like, I was like, how many periods do you got to teach every day? It's like six. And I was like, oh, man, I would get so sick of kids by like period three. <laughs> Dude, I'd be sick of them by period two. <laughs> <laughs> or if it was like high school, I'd probably just get mad at them. You know, be like, you're not doing that right. You're being lazy. You're doing this. You know, so uh, if, if, if the people that come to work with us like we have a whole bunch of temp people at our at our work now and you know you get a few that are gems and you're like wow i can't believe this person doesn't have a really good job you know this person's smart and they're driven and everything and you're like well hopefully we can keep this person but then the amount of people you get that are just like i just can't even put into words how ridiculous it is like showing up with jeans with holes in them i read that on your facebook yeah. page i was wondering what uh if you were showing talking about flip-flops or... and i mean this is after coming in for an interview so it's like how do you not know what the dress code is right and i mean it's business casual so it's nothing you don't have to wear a suit or anything but you know khakis Khaki. slacks button up a polo a shirt. polo shirt something yeah i mean and it can it be a fancy polo but i mean to have a little risk you know have a little forethought of what you're but gonna do this is, but, but then there's also some people that you can also tell that they're they're much better than the job, right. and they just haven't found anything better, and so I think it's kind of deflating. Yeah. But I mean, for all the talk of how great the economy is, and especially Denver being one of the best economies out there, it, the wages just aren't that high. They aren't. They aren't. That's the problem: is that the cost of living and the wages haven't caught up to each other. Um, and you know, I'm going to give you a funny little tidbit here. You just talked about you know the attire, and I, I had a kid come in for an interview with with the Iron Pigs, and he was just a concession worker, you know, just a young kid. His pants are down his knees, his hat sideways. He's like, "Yo, man, I want to be da 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 da." I'm like, "Concessions is right over there, buddy." Exactly. <laughs> Tell him JP sent you. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't like. I don't know. It just work ethic is just odd in a lot of people. Well, it, it is, and and it's a different generation than when we grew up. You know, now we have tattoos down the arms, and, and that's okay. I mean, remember at Spice when you can't even have a a little little tiny uh, stud oh, in your nose. nose ring? Yeah. yeah, you couldn't even have a nose ring in. And so. I realize that, that that kind of thing always kind of goes more mainstream as time yeah, goes on. It does. Uh, I'll never understand like face or neck tattoos. Yeah, um, I don't get those. I don't mind sleeve tattoos so much. I still don't have a lot of 
I'm not gonna say sympathy, but like I don't understand like hand, face, and neck. Yeah, and on all my tattoos except for the one today, I have three. All of mine can be covered up. Right, and that, that's, that's how I would always do it. That's, yeah, you know, that's when I did it. That's how I planned it. That I want them to be able to cover it up because the one I grew up, it was basically, you know, you didn't show that, mm-hmm. you know, if you wanted to be a business professional, you didn't show that. A tattoo was considered unprofessional. Yes, it was. And it was funny because, you know, my dad got his tattoo in the Navy, I think down in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And when I was 18, I got my first tattoo, which is the, the, the Celtic sun on my, right down by my ankle. And he yelled at me something fierce. <laughs> and, then, and my dad used to have this thing we used to do as a kid. He's like, Daddy, make the eagle fly. And he'd flap his arm <laughs> and the wings would move. And I, he's just he's yelling at me. I said, Dad, make the eagle fly for me, buddy. And he just, he shut his mouth well, real but, fast. You know, it's a little different. When you're over serving in a war, you know, it's like <laughs> those guys got a lot of tattoos to symbolize what they had gone through and right. the brotherhood with other guys there and stuff. And that I understand. I've always said. I have no issues. I don't have any issues with tattoos, period. But I don't have an, any, any like, you know, um, I don't know what the right word would be. But, you know, if you're going to have a tattoo that means something to you, then I think it's wonderful. Yeah. But if you have those tattoos that are just poorly made, look dumb or look dumpy or look iffy and stuff, and you're just like, what, what made you do that? And it's like so many people are like, oh, I just wanted to get a new tat. And it's like, yeah, all, all three of mine have meaning, and I'm not going to go into it because that's too long of a story. But all, <laughs> all three, because you know, this is a K2 tattoo skiing. This is uh, this well, this one's not even finished because there's another thing that's supposed to go on the inside. It looks like a tribal. But it's a tri- it's a tribal chain, Celtic chain, but you know that has a story behind it. Um, and I didn't finish it because there's something that's supposed to go on the inside to c- complete the chain. Cool. Um, you know, people are like, oh, you're a wimp, you didn't. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, something else is supposed to go there because it means something. It's not done yet. Yeah. So, you know, but I just never found the artist to do it. But like I said, I'm not going to go into that because those two way too long of stories. Well, I have one that I want to get on my shoulder as a tribute to my uh, uncle that died yeah. of Parkinson's. Um, I now if I, you know, if I finally can get, make a little more money, I can actually probably afford it. It's not a cheap tattoo. They, they uh, aren't cheap sometimes. No, I mean, if you want photorealistic, <laughs> you know, you're looking at thousand, you know, oh, thousand yeah. plus. And so um, but again, I don't mind that people have tattoos and everything. I just but that, that unprofessional thing, like and I have some friends that have tattoos all over the place. Right. right. And like I'm saying, the ones that are not very tasteful or just look like there wasn't any thought put into it and put in a stupid area, like, yeah. like I said, hands, your neck, like right behind your ears and yeah. stuff. And it's like, I know I'm being, I'm a little bit of a fuddy duddy, right? Cause I'm older. And I just, like I said, our generation was kind of, that wasn't, that was kind of seen as a, not a good thing. It to was. Do, you know, uh, uh, prof- professional, professional wise. Yeah. I yeah. think what probably changed that is why like Instagram and things like that, especially all these athletes and everything that are just tatted yeah. up and down everywhere. You know, I mean, like OBJ, I mean, the whole body is, you know, yeah. you know, and so it kind of made me think about what uh, I think it was George Carlin who said it or maybe it wasn't Carlin, but used to say uh, tattoos on 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 black guys that have very dark black skin. Yes. Blow my mind because it's like, well, you can't really even you can't see, see what him. you're looking at. Now, if you're if you're a lighter shade of brown or something like that, and then you have it, then it's a little easier to see. Yeah, no, you I know. would agree with that because, you know, there's some guys in the in, in the NBA where they have, they're tatted up, but you can't really tell what the tats are. Right. You know, and not like, try, I'm it, not trying to be anything. I'm not I mean, trying to be discriminative or racist by that comment, but you just can't tell. Right. Just saying, is it, is it a valuable tattoo at that point? Yeah, and but you know, to them, it has some value, but it, it's it's one of those things where it's a, it's a matter of preference and taste of what you really want to do. And now in the NBA, you see it everywhere. Yeah. I mean, people just get into. I mean, Birdman, Jesus, how many tattoos did that guy ever have? You know, they used played in Denver, then went to Miami. Good lord! And I mean, and I mean, he was a colorful tattoo guy too. Yeah, and they can be great players and can be great employees. I mean, I know Tokyo Joe's make kind of a point of hiring 
kind of. Yeah, they do. Um, I can't remember what they call it, but you know, it, it, like you know, the the style that has you know a lot of tattoos, has a mm-hmm. lot of gauges. Um, yep. You know, um, you know the one I don't I really don't know. And this probably made me sound even old again, but the you know the the ring through the bottom of the nose that like you know you would see on like a bull. You know, like when people get that tattoo or that that piercing, that one I'll never get, especially on pretty girls. I'm just like, why do you have a horseshoe coming out of your nose? My friend who I bartended with ages ago, I'm talking, this is way back in 95. She had one of those. She was gorgeous. Um, But she would tattoo, they'd make her tuck it up when she was working. But she would let it out when we went out because we just go out after work all the time and play pool and, you know, go to the bars and stuff. But, um, I never understood why she got it. Yeah. it. It just never made sense to me. Well, I don't see how it adds any attraction. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that's, I'm sure that's not the point. The point is it's some kind of a self-expression thing. Yeah. But, you know, like like tramp stamps were popular because it was kind of a sexy tattoo yeah. spot, right? It was like, oh, right on the small, you know, of a woman's back. That's a really sexy spot. And so that made sense. But, oh, yeah. you know, just as with anything, when a person is really attractive, everything they do is going to seem to make more sense than someone who's unattractive. I know that <laughs> firsthand. So. <laughs> but, you know, that is how it is. Um, in terms of sporting news, uh, it's been kind of a, I don't know if I'd call it a slow week, but um, um, nothing, I, I don't feel like there's been anything crazy going on. I mean, uh, I did see an interesting thing I was going to get your opinion on, and this was a, a picture that showed up on the uh, Sports Illustrated, uh, not Sports Illustrated, uh, ESPN, I think, uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. right? And so it put together two teams and said which one would win in a seven-game series. Right. So the first team is Allen Iverson, Dwayne Wade, okay. Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant. Okay. So a, a, a pretty good scoring team. The bottom team is James Harden, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Tracy McGrady, and Kevin Garnett. Garnett. So the only person uh, – Tracy McGrady seemed like an odd pick to me there. I mean, I know he's had a great long career and stuff, but I, I, I never thought of him as like a transcendent superstar. But maybe he was. I just don't watch basketball enough. McGrady, he's still was, playing. McGrady was a great player. Um, I think with the people that you mentioned on the second team, McGrady fits in really well. Okay. Um. AI and Jordan, boy, that's an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one would be really hard to stop with the way AI plays and the way Jordan played. I don't know. And then Kawhi hitting shots from the outside. Yeah, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting team. That first one, I have to admit. Yeah, and I, it, to me, it seems like that that team is all superstars. Where, like I said, I don't feel like the, Kevin Garnett again I, I had a great career and everything, but I just never thought of him as a superstar. Mm-hmm. You know, he was obviously great with the Timberwolves. Won those titles with uh, Celtics and went to two back-to-back finals. Lost one of them to Kobe. Um, yep. But and then he went somewhere after that. I can't remember. I think he went one more team. Boston. Than, oh, that's right. He went to Boston. He went to Boston too. Isn't that where the other one? Did Pierce go there? Or yeah, Pierce came from there. Paul Pierce went. I know Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce was there at the same time. And then I think they both went to the Nets on a trade. Yeah, I'm just trying to think back. And he I, was. I, uh, he came out of high school. Right. Well, that's when, you know, with LeBron, you know, when then they still could come out of high school. So, you know, he was a, so he Kobe. Was a stud. Yeah, Kobe. He was a stud when he came out. And he was a stud throughout his career. Got a little injury prone here and there. But, um, you know, KG was always a solid player, man. Oh, you yeah. had him on his, on your team. You were golden. Yeah. I, I just meant like he never, to me, like he was the, like a superstar. Right. You're you not going to put him on the Kobe or LeBron. He's going to be the next, <clears throat> like, he's going to, like, Kobe and LeBron are like, 
1A, and then all of a sudden you get right. 1B. Those guys are on like the Mount Kevin, Rushmore, yeah. and he's more on the, the junior Mount Rushmore exactly. kind of level. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, again, I'm not trying to discount that he was a great player, obviously, right. and he might even be a Hall of Famer. Um, I'm not good enough. I don't know enough about NBA to know what really qualifies for the Hall of Fame in terms of a a non-elite elite tier. So if we're going to say of the elite players and, then, and now break down those elite players into like five groups, like, you know, the lower elite, the mid elite, the high elite, the super elite and the elite elite, you know, then he's not in the elite elite, but he's probably in the, you know, the, the middle level, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm sure somebody won't like what I've said about Kevin Garnett and think that he's, and you know, he's better than that. Um, and we, I know our co-host Nate, uh, he's back in the States but uh, he's not here this morning. I think uh, I think he's sleeping uh, because I think he had to do inventory last night at his restaurant. So, uh, you know, when you get up, when you get done at two o'clock in the morning, it's hard to get up. At, oh, yeah. At uh, seven. So, yeah, I know I'm, I've been dragging because uh, they're doing construction on Hamden. And up until last week or this week, it's between the golf course and Monaco, which Monaco is um, one block east of Veranda. Okay. So uh, okay. they're putting in concrete medians and uh, fixing the drains and all that and so so forth. Now this week they moved it to the west side of I-25 between <clears throat> 25 and Colorado, which is the worst part of Hampton, mm-hmm. and it's got traffic all messed up down there. Like there's no there's no way to get easily around anywhere down there right now. I you know I I've noticed a lot of construction on roads taking place over the last few weeks. So I don't know if budgets just just reappropriated or what's happened because there's all of Midway was torn up all the way down. Uh, they're doing Wadsworth changes. They were actually even doing the parking lot at my work, which I'm sure that was privately paid for. Yeah. But it, I don't know if it's this time of year is it. You would think yeah. it's, it's too. You would think it was almost too hot to be good because it would take longer for the asphalt and stuff to dry. But maybe that doesn't have any effect on. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I because there is definitely a lot of construction going on. I know a lot of it goes on in um, September, October. Mm-hmm. But you know what they're doing on Hamden is is they're not even trying to repave it. I don't think they're if they try to repave it, it's going to be a mess. Right, I mean, it's already a mess now. Trying to put in those, con- con- you know, concrete is uh, when you put concrete, you know, medians in. You know, they're supposed to look, you know, that, that concrete gray color. Right. Right now, they look black scuff marked with tires <laughs> already, and they haven't been up a week. Oh, man. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, those things, especially when you're driving, um, you know, in a two-lane road or a three-lane road, or if you're driving on the freeway, those things freak me out because oh, you're like, yeah. man, there's no give right there. And, you, and hands you know, is tight enough as it is. Right. And you're like, <laughs> I don't want my mirror to hit the car next to me, you know, and Anyway, that's, you know, fuddy-duddy stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, I don't know if you had anything very specific you want to talk about in terms of uh, – because, like I said, we don't really have notes today that are – I have a little bit of stuff that I, little, I got I got, I got a trivia question, actually. Oh, that's great. Go yeah, ahead. Actually, fire yeah. that baby yeah. off. Um, trivia question. There is one team in the NFL in the past three seasons that has finished last in their division. All three seasons. Say that one more time. One team has finished last in their division the last three seasons. Only one. In the NFL? Yep. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. I'll have to look at the divisions and kind of look at the teams. Right. But I'm trying to think of um... – well, that's tricky because most a lot of divisions have two teams that are just not that great. Yeah, and it's and like that's oh, the thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? With 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 how few games there are, 
it's hard to consistently be the worst team. When you've only got eight games, you're going to win some games on fluke. Like the game I was playing against uh, Chitown last week or last night, um, you know, was uh, we have fantasy drafted teams. So they're not, they, they don't correlate to who the real teams are, right. but he had beaten me like four times in a row because he just knows how to draft players that go to his, uh, skill set kind mm-hmm. of thing like how he likes to play oh, I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't play Madden last year so I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like behind, behind on you know and he's also done a whole bunch of drafts so he's like knows who which, which rookies are have low rankings but will be really good really fast right right and uh, so he's been rolling he's it, I mean, not necessarily steamrolling me but he's had an offense that's been very hard to so stop. when Chaitan Mike comes out here for our draft we're gonna have a little trash talking going on on the radio oh I think we should <laughs> absolutely <clears throat> you know I was actually talking to, uh, we were doing a kind of a group text uh, the other day uh, so I'm going to be hosting the draft here yeah. on the second, or yep. no, no. Yeah, What's Sunday? The first? <clears throat> I think Sunday's the first. And so I'm going to be hosting the draft here. And uh, just realize we've got eight people, and I'm not sure how easily I'm going to be able to fit eight people <laughs> in my in my main. I turned my volume up. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> my main area there, though. So I'm yeah, like, Sunday's the first. I'm like three people on the couch, maybe, if there's smaller people, maybe, um, or maybe two people. One office chair out there, maybe two office chairs out there, one person in the easy chair, and then up to four people at the table. I call the easy chair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. That yeah, might be mine. I know. <laughs> well, uh, it depends on – basically, I think what we're going to do is I think I'm going to make a big draft board and 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 um, and uh, cast it from my computer onto the TV. Oh, okay. And then turn on the TV. Yeah, I mean there's no reason so everyone can't can do see. that. Yeah. Uh, the downside of that is that TV kicks off a lot of heat. And – I was like, hey, you remember you telling me that because you've had that TV for a long oh, time. Oh, that's old school. Yeah. That's one of the first HD TVs. Yeah, it's for whatever reason that thing just will not break. And I mean, I'm fine. I'm hey, okay. Be fine with that, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it looks great. But the heat is is a factor. I mean, it gives off a lot of heat. Yeah. It's like imagine the TVs you have now give off almost nothing. But yeah. this thing, like, because you got HDMI cables grade. on that puppy right there, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you can HDMI. Yeah. I got longer cables too. I've also got a di- I've also got a Digiport. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. But my kind of thought was that way I can have my I can move my computer around or have right. it wherever I want and then I can just cast it. Exactly. So makes um, sense. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I I may even have a super long HDMI cord that I can use. But anytime there's cords and you got drunk guys, that's not usually a good thing because <laughs> somebody's gonna kick it and yank something off the end and break <laughs> something. So, um, but anyway, I was just gonna think about. It. I was like, man, it's gonna it is gonna be a tight squeeze, but. Um, I mean, I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it, but yeah. I just, I just thought, you know, it will be a little, it will be a little cramped. Um, uh, but you know, at, at least I can finally like pay back everybody and be like, no, we can use my house for that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, also been trying to think about getting some poker games together, but, uh, it's so hard to find five people who will play poker and yes. will stay to actually play the poker. You're right. And then you also have that issue where the disagreement between there's always the people that are like, I want to do nothing but Texas Hold'em tournaments. And you're like, well, we don't want to do just that. We want to play some more stuff. Right. And then they complain about that. But then the people who, who do want to do that complain about doing all the Texas Hold'em tournaments, tournaments. And it's, it's, it's impossible to please everybody. Yeah. And it's like if we could come up with, an, with, a, with, a, with the same poker night like once a month and be like, okay, every other month is right. Texas Hold'em. And then the month between that is no Texas Hold'em dealer calls. Right. You know? And that's what I'd like to do. And I'd like to get that started. Um, we're almost to the point where I think enough people have a good enough jobs where they could all do Ubers here and Ubers home and kind of reduce the likelihood of stuff because, right. you know, we've talked about driving drunk in Colorado. You don't have to, dri- you don't have to be drunk. No. You drive with the sli- a, a buzz so slight you 0, don't notice 0. it. 0.05 will get you yeah, a DWAI. Yeah, you're paying a lot of money. So, yes. um, But that's good. I mean, I, you don't want anybody to get killed yeah, out there. Yeah, exactly. So, 
but uh, I was gonna going back to fantasy. Uh, do you have a preferred fantasy expert that you like to you know to I, work with? I, I don't. Like I said, I kind of take a mixture of I try I try to take three different sites or three different people and see where they kind of sit, and then I come up with my kind of my list of where I like to see people sit because people are giving. You know, right now people are valuing. Um, we're, we're talking about Saquon and Zeke, if Zeke even plays, and right. and and uh, um, Gurley and his injuries in the late season, and people have some ranked higher, some have them ranked lower. How good are the Giants going to be? What is Saquon going to do? But the Giants sucked last year anyway, and Odell really didn't play that much, and Saquon was our awesome. So you know, in Christian McCaffrey, they're starting to really. He wants to use him more, even though he finally figured out last year how to use him, and for year one he didn't. Thank you, there, uh, <laughs> Rivera. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, it's one of those things where you kind of have to break down a couple of people's lists because everyone has their own opinion, and then you basically accumulate all that knowledge and you form your own list and you you form your own top 100 or you know your top running backs, your top this, your top that, and uh, there's always going to be a curveball. Like we already seen some injuries in the preseason here, you know, um, that that have gone out there. You know, Kenyon Drake, you know, he should be back for the regular season, but he did hurt his foot. Right. So that that's a big difference right there because what happens if he hurts his, hurts his foot in week one and you have him on your team we aggravate it right yeah melvin gordon where do you take him that's a real big question right because he's ready to hold out yep yeah, yeah he's same, with, same with zeke yeah he's ready to hold out girly you know i mean uh mike was talking about how he thinks we might see uh, three quarterbacks go in the first round of our draft simply because of like having three or four guys that would go above them all question marks right now you know i was thinking the exact same thing i wanted to bring that up today that, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned it because we our draft we you never see quarterbacks come off the board before what round six seven yeah. I, well i i'd say five? probably four four or five four or five you might see it might see like an aaron Rodgers, right though, you know i'm thinking there's going to be at least two quarterbacks in the first round this year because of what we don't know with some of the running backs i mean we know for sure uh that we know that uh Patrick Mahomes is is almost going to go. Oh yeah, round he, he has question. To, if, if he doesn't go in the first round, I think we should all have to be strung outside and get a paddle. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> like a lot of times, my my theory on quarterbacks has always been: you can always wait a little bit. Right. You can, you, if you don't get the top four quarterbacks, you know what? The next four quarterbacks are still going to score three hundred plus points. It's not; they may not right. outscore the top guys, but they're all going to score fine, and you're not going to have to be really worrying about anything. Yeah. And um, but you know, I, but. Mahomes was is one of those guys who had a year where it broke the mold, right? Because he oh, scored God, like yeah. 360 or 380 or whatever it was. And so when you score that much more than the competition, and he was averaging what 30 points a game, roughly. Had to be at yeah. least. I'm probably more. I guess I don't and, have the P- our PPRs in front of us. Yeah, but he yeah he was crazy. And um, but what I noticed is uh, oh I think I just adjusted your volume. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was me. I was like, <laughs> where'd I go? <laughs> um, but. Uh, if you draft him in the first round, to me, what you're saying is he'd better have a comparable year. Yes. Because if he doesn't, what you passed up on was a potential every week. You know, because I, I remember one thing that changed my drafting philosophy in football, and I started having a lot more success. It hasn't worked for me in baseball at all. My baseball team this year just of course, I lost like six starting pitchers to injury, but oh, my, both my my fantasy teams are so injury riddled. I don't even look at it anymore. I, yeah, I, 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 there's no one to pick up. There's the, I, I can't put a lineup together. That's a problem. Is once you get past <laughs> once you get past about June, pickups are rare that are yeah. valuable. You know, 
And um, I mean, not not that's not fair to say it like that, but it's just but it's consistent. It's consistent. Uh, you need to have those guys as streaming fill-ins, not as replacing stalwart guys who went out. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I had like six people I mean, that come on injured for the Carlos year. Carlos Stanton hasn't played since what June third. Oh, well, did he even play that recently? <laughs> June third was the last I think he played, and now they pushed him back to September. Is what I heard uh, last night. Yep, he's he's one of those guys that's always a major risk to, yeah. to go with. For me, it was all pitchers that got hurt. All my pitchers oh, got I, hurt. All of them. It's just cre- my whole entire my starting team is like that. My other gone. team is it's, I have nobody to play the field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had, I had to pick up guys I'd never even heard of. Well, I mean, I guess I'd heard of them, but like no one in the right mind would pick up Whatever, as a pitcher just to fill out my lineup so yeah. I had integrity to end the season. You know. Um, anyway, but the, the, the theorem that I kind of changed was, uh, it was actually uh, Chavez and I were chatting and he'd had some, you know, he'd always had some pretty good success in fantasy. And then he had like a two year lull where he didn't do much. He didn't make it deep into the playoffs or even make the playoffs. And for him, that was kind of a, a shock, you know, for me, I'm kind of hit and miss, but he was almost always in the playoffs. And I mean, I think he's won probably like four or five yeah. titles in our league. And he said, you know, what he realized was. Um, and it was somebody that had joined our league to take over a spot and they had done really well. And he was like, I noticed something. He's like, you've got to have at least one, but you want to have two of those guys who can win a week for you. Yeah. And of course that probably sounds like second nature, right? You're like, well, of course you want to have a guy like that, but you don't usually have that. You, you know, people don't seem to realize like you need that guy that can score you 40 points. And I know a lot of people will say, well, you know, 40 points. I mean, you, you score, you know, sometimes you score 200 points in a week and 40 is not going to do it. But it's just when you get that much from one player, you think back to Randy Moss on the Patriots. Yep. He averaged about 35 points a week. Yep. I don't think there's many people that had Randy Moss that didn't win the championship that year. Right. And last year, perfect point, case in point, I won 8-0, right? Oh, right. You're I rolling. won 8-0. And then Ingram started getting half the carries with Kamara. I'm seeing half the action, and my boy Kirk Cousins <laughs> took a flop, and what did I end up? I ended up horrible. That was – that to me is going to be one of the most baffling things I've ever seen. How was he that amazing? But that's Kirk Cousins. You know, that's because, you know, I did, a, I did a double QB draft. I had Jimmy G and Kurt, and I was going to play matchup ball. And then Jimmy G goes down first week. I was like, oh, crap. So then I scrambled around for a second guy because I knew Cousins was going to fall apart at some point. <laughs> I mean, I just knew it, and I finally got Baker, but I got him too late. Right. And he came on too late. And, you know, Baker in, in the playoffs, I think he had a 35-point game for me. Yeah, yeah. In the no. playoffs. Baker and Josh Allen and even Lamar Jackson all had pretty good yeah. uh, finishes to the year. And the funny thing is that doesn't necessarily mean that they played well or that their teams played well. It means that they were getting all the star, all the snaps yeah. and playing from behind most of the time. Yep. And that that's usually what kind of came out of that. So that's why – Baker Mayfield, I actually would downgrade him this year because I think the team is that much better that I turned Ooh. the volume off on this. I don't know. <laughs> is that your ringer? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. What song was that? Um, Chili Water, Widespread Panic. <laughs> I don't I literally I turned my volume down. So I, I, I my, my my operating well, system to... upgraded this morning. Well your volume is my probably volume is... probably your immediate well, so so scroll down to the top thing. I mean, if you have an yeah. this, is, this is for Android usually, but like go like this. So no, it's it's is this it thing only right, is, is it's this right down here. media for some reason. Huh. It's this right here. So that that sound that's vibrate and that's off. Uh, you see, won't have looks, any. Sound. Mine looks different. But, really? Um, yeah. But I'll turn I'll turn them. See, usually this when, when I thought all before, Samsungs did the same be, thing. Well, I don't have Samsung. 
Oh, I thought that was a Samsung. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a Moto uh, Z Force 2 or Moto X2 or... Who the hell makes that? Or uh, Motorola. Oh, Motorola. Yeah. Okay. So, no, everything was... Um, usually when I hit the volume button, it turns everything off until this morning when it updated the system, <laughs> and now it just turned off the media. So, well, at least we didn't hear no porn coming through. What's that? At least we didn't hear no porn coming through, I guess. Well, I think that would have helped ratings. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, that, that, you know. You know... Uh, so uh, since Nate's not here, we'll go ahead and embarrass him. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I remember when we were all living over on Ithaca, you remember that? Um, that was the house that yeah. was up on Table Mesa yeah. uh, up in Boulder. And that was, you know, the four of us were living there and then the three of us for a while. And when we were all moving out, the lady who owned the place was like, well, I got to start bringing people by because I don't right. want to go more than a month without getting rent. And uh, of course, you know, we're, we're not giving a shit about that. We're like, Hey, you know, we're busy, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, most of the time there we're drinking or smoking or doing whatever. And, and it was kind of like, Oh, you're bringing somebody by, can you at least warn us to give us like half an hour or an hour. Sense? You know, <laughs> exactly. Air that plays out a little bit. And also of course, you know, we have the, you know, had that huge dog there and we had drilled a hole in the floor that she wasn't happy about. Cause she had like a wood floor. Yeah. And uh, the guy that installing the cable said, I can't get it through the wall. I have to come up through the, the floor. floor yeah. And uh, so we said, okay, go ahead and do it. Ah, and, sure. uh, now I think about it later. I'm just like, Oh my God, no wonder she was pissed off. I mean, that was drilling a hole in wood, you know, it's like, you can't replace that, you know? So anyway, but what had happened was, uh, so, uh, Nate had been, uh, it got, you know, Nate was always working in the restaurant, you know, stuff. Yeah. So he'd gotten home late and, uh, I guess he had fired up some porn, you know, at the, at the end <laughs> of the day and no, no shame, no shame meant. And, uh, but I guess what happened was that, uh, fell asleep, you know, and computer went into hibernation <laughs> and that the next morning, you know, I'm, I'm at school and Anderson's at work and <laughs> thank you. I might have another one. Okay. Woo. All right. Um, and so, um, but they show up with, she shows up with people who want to look at the house and knocks on the door. And so Nate, like, I guess like, you know, was pulled out of sleep and he's like, Oh shit. You know? So he throws on some clothes, runs downstairs, open the door. I'm sorry. I just woke up, you know, but you know, you're free to walk around and everything. They come in uh, upstairs and they're like, Oh, can we take a look at your room real quick? Just so we know what the size is. And he's like, sure, sure. And he hits power on his computer thinking that he'll like, you know, he just was firing up his computer. Well, it was still on a video <laughs> oh. and he said it started and the volume was turned up. And so it started just, you know, you know, the, the sound the porn makes, you know, and he was just like, man, I was so embarrassed. There was, you know, it was like in, right in the middle of it too, you know, like going at it. So I thought what a great experience. And I've thought about that at work a number of times. And it's like, well, I don't watch porn on my phone, but I always thought like, if somehow I was on some kind of a page, even if like a joke page, right. Or somebody sends you a, a, something funny, you know, and you're watching it. It's like a porn scene or something. Yep. I'm always terrified. I'm going to be at work, open the web browser. And one of the tabs is going to be on that and open. And all of a sudden it's going to be blaring that across, you know, the entire work, you know, and be like, Oh, there we go. That'll get rid of my job. You oh know? yeah. So uh, again, that's why I always, I, in fact, as I'm walking in, I always have my Bluetooth headset on. Yeah. Because that way, any sound that my phone will make will be just in my ear. Right. right. And uh, that's, why, that's actually why I do it. So uh, Good idea. <laughs> of course, uh, our friend Linda, you know, uh, that we love to death up in, oh, uh, yeah, up Linda. in Boulder. And uh, she's been putting terrifying thoughts in my head about oh. how the wave, the waves that come out of the Bluetooth are causing bad problems with brain and like frying my brain or you know doing whatever we already fried our brains man we can't do any work like yeah exactly (laughs) how much how much more damage could i possibly do but the other thing that was uh she's been talking about is so have you heard about 5g yeah so 
they're they're putting up these new towers everywhere that have those big bars. Yeah, that, that was rotate. the upgrade here because I could put a mono because this is a modular phone. This is the phone you could clip on like the um, um, the uh, the 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 projection screen TV. Uh, you could put on a speaker on the back of it. Now they have a mo- they have a mod five G you could hook onto the back. It's this is a cut a case. A I'm just looking on the bottom. Yeah, but there's yeah, there's a you could put a you could put a mod a mod five G thing on the, the back of this now the run five G. But not talking about five G the the wireless signaling or the, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean the cellular uh, uh yeah, thing. yeah you could run this as a five G phone with that mod on it. Oh gotcha. Well, because five G is not out yet. Right. They haven't turned it on. Right. And but those are the 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 antenna that you see that have the big bar things mm-hmm. like that are like in a rotation around it. Those are the five G ones. Like you can see one in Boulder as you're just turning on the yep. freeway from. Um, from the Foothills Turnpike onto a 36, that on-ramp, you yep. can see one right as you're doing around the curve. And they have them all over on the east. I haven't seen as many out here. No, they're just starting to come up because that was on the news in Denver the other day about they're up in some people's – close to people's houses. And so there's some speculation by some people that the wavelengths of these are damaging to cellular structure and that when they have these up everywhere, people are going to start getting sick and people get cancer. Now, if that's – if there's any validity to that, I do not know. I'm not speaking on the veracity of it, but no. she's been telling me that she's like terrified that they're having one one's going to be put up next to her house or her apartment, and she's going to be inundated with it. Right, all right. Like she she only uses Ethernet cables in her house because she right. won't use Wi-Fi. Right. Because she feels like the wavelengths are are damaging. You know. Yeah. I don't know if any of that's true. I don't know if any of that's not true. I mean, they, they certainly could be. I don't we'll know. We'll find out in the future it. here, real fast. Right. I mean, like a half of us dropped from <laughs> I, cancer. You I mean, know? look at Rocky Flats and all the people down in Broomfield that had, you know, medical problems there. And even back where I'm from, we had um, it was it used to be Parents Landfill, but uh, waste management took it over. And uh, when Philly's garbage strike happened, they brought a lot of Philly's garbage up to our thing. And there, my, my area had, saw an increase in people my age and my sister's age, which she's about four or five years older than me, um, with cancer. And MS, there's oh. huge spikes in cancer and MS, and from like the the class of like '87 to like the class of '96. From and they really? think it's because of the dump. Huh. And the now, thing is, how, you can't even see the dump or smell it, but it's right. there. How big was the strike? Uh, garbage strike in Philly? Oh, it's huge. And I, I was wondering when you just mentioned that because I love that show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. which unfortunately is done, but. They have two episodes about garbage in there, but one really long episode or one focused on the garbage oh, yeah. strike. And uh, I always wondered if that was why it was because people had, you know, because the strike was a big deal. It was a big uh, deal, man. And you knew the trucks that came from Philly, they were, they were painted blue uh, tractor trailers that were bringing trash. Blue tractor trailers coming all the way from Philly up to the Poconos, basically. You mean like after the strike was over? No, during the strike, because they had to get rid of the trash somewhere. So they had, they outsourced a company to get, start hauling trash oh the city did that yeah oh that's wild so it's like wow that's almost almost like almost like um what's it called people that cross picket lines uh not stag uh no you're thinking of uh scab scabs yeah scabs scabs i'm trying to think about kramer at the uh at the at the bagel place, you know. <laughs> scab, scab. um okay well i was just kind of curious about that with the uh with the thing but i uh you talk about Rocky Flats. You know, people don't know about that. That's a place up yeah. here uh, near the mountains where they were storing. I don't know if they were storing nuclear storing waste nuclear waste or what it was. Um, but then there was a major problem. Right. And you couldn't get close to that place. It was fenced <laughs> off and it was hidden back in a huge plot of land. See, what I think about it is like 
What about the people who worked there? Not not worked there when it was, you know, before right. they knew but I mean like once they knew it was a problem. How do you convince people to work and be like, well, we're going to give you hazard pay? I don't care how much hazard, hazard pay, pay you give me give if I'm going to fry my inside. Well, the funniest thing is right outside the entrance was the Green Bay Packer bar. <laughs> that little that little shitty bar on, uh, really? on what is it, 93 going down the cold, and that was the pack, Green Bay Packer bar. Well, that would that would uh, definitely fit into how much we <laughs> And now we it's like not Packer there anymore from what, uh, from what I understand. Well, the whole staff is probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> but – Makes you think about that explosion that happened. Uh, was it on Thursday? I think in Russia. Oh where, yeah. Where they had a, a nuclear missile. Uh, they said it was just the missile part that had a problem right, and exploded. Right. But of course, anytime there's an explosion in a nuclear facility or explosion of a rocket that uses nuclear uh, Any, anything like you that. know fuel to to and supposedly you know like I guess there's kind of a hubbub about whether or not we have the same kind of missiles. But I guess the difference with these is with nuclear fuel, they don't have to break out of the atmosphere right. and then come back down. Right. They can stay low. And then crash into a country and and, and you know and obviously you know send off the nuclear explosion yeah. uh, without ever alarming like sonar nets and things like that or not being subject to like shoot down lasers or shoot down missiles or whatever it is. So anyway, had nothing to do with with uh, yeah. with, with with sports. Um, there was other you know you brought up something in fantasy that I wanted to follow up with you on, and I'm, that is girly. And I, I you know we're probably going to end up talking about this every week until the draft, and as as information comes in or as things you know figure out. Where would you be willing to take him if you're on the if you're on the draft board and you when will you say we got this is too much of a steal for me to pass him up? We're on we're at twelve teams right now. Are we going up to fourteen? No, ten, twelve. Oh, twelve. I, I thought you said no. <laughs> no, I said we're not going up to fourteen. Okay. Um, if I was sitting at pick eight and he was still there, I think I'd have to take him. Is what I'd think. I, I think at pick eight, I'd have to take him. So if I can remember to send him a text message and see if he can give me the name, what what Chaitan was telling me about yesterday is he's joined this site called I don't know if it's Draft or The Draft or something like that, and you actually pay money to do mock drafts, right? Which probably sounds crazy, right? But you think about all the times you go into ESPN, CBS, you know, Fantasy Pros or Yahoo or wherever, and do your mock drafts. What always happens? You always have four people who don't show up. Yeah. One guy takes a completely asinine pick just to see what happens. Right. What kind of team he ends up with. Right. And it doesn't give you any insight at all. Right. You're like, I don't. It's why ADPs uh, are unreliable. Because an ADP, it's like, oh, this is what this guy average get drafted. Okay. He usually gets drafted at pick 184. I'm going to take him at 165. I'll be fine. Right. But that has, it doesn't take any into, into correlation or into account any actual like data other than these people who just make no sense. And then you have these auto picks that then reinforce their average draft position because it, it keeps taking those players. Mm-hmm. And that's why these things are useless or, or why I don't do a lot of mock drafts. He's telling me that when people are paying to do a mock draft, they're not going to just disappear. They're going to sit there. They're oh, probably going to draft that. their yeah. entire team. And so he's been using that site and been doing like one a day for the last few days. And he's like, keeps recommending it to me. He's like, this really is teaching me a oh, lot. Where's he finding the time for that? <laughs> That's a darn good question. <laughs> uh, but school just started on Thursday, so I think that's why he's been he's had yeah. he's had some time. Um, and I know Kelly was out on business. Yes, yeah, I saw those pictures for yeah. a few days. So uh, it was kind of fun for Madden. Somehow he got the boys to sleep earlier than than they do when they're both there. And I don't know if that's because <laughs> mom's a, a pushover, which would shock me. She didn't really seem like the pushover type. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I, I, obviously I've been there when, you know, with the kids and I, the kids are pretty well behaved, but I haven't seen um, those kids in a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how a couple of them I haven't seen in like two years now, since I was out there and, uh, the oldest one, I swear, he looks exactly the same as he did the two years ago I was there. But <laughs> when you're not seeing people live, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he was really recommending that that site, and uh, at least I'll try and get the name of that. And maybe yeah, that actually sounds like a good site to get. You want people invested in what they're picking. And, well, I just want to know when players are really going. Yeah. You know, because like I said, the AADP just doesn't tell you anymore. Right. And well, Gurley's a great example of that. Now, he was telling me last night. That he was debating on his second pick. He had the eighth overall in the 12-man draft. Yep. And his second pick, he ended up not going with Gurley. He went with someone else because he he's worried about Gurley. But that Gurley was still there for the, I guess it would be the fourth pick of the second round. That's kind of shocking to me almost. No, no not the fourth pick. That's the sixth pick of the second round. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah at, at eight, yeah. So he's there at 18? How is a guy who last year, until he went down, he was the reason I was undefeated in my fantasy football league was because well, he was just crushing it and I got him late. Uh, I, I think it's a test. It might be a, a testament to um, a his injuries, but two, um, the way Belichick showed you the way on how to shut the Rams down. Ah, uh, but he wasn't in that game. He wasn't. But I mean, think about it. He, 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 the scheme that they put into the into the everything to that. I think they, they – how to get Jared Goff off his game. Right. And right, I, I right. think basically – How to out-coach McVay, yeah, which is you, impressive. Out-coaching McVay, getting the, the glaring obvious things that Jared Goff doesn't do well out on the table, I think shows the Rams taking a big step back this year. Uh, just Good because, deal. you know, Belichick laid it out. Here's how you beat Jared Goff. Right. You're going to have to make somebody run the ball against you. Because if you can take golf out of the game, all they have is a running game. Right. Well, you know, and I, I'll say this. Uh, I think as an Eagles fan, you are in for a treat. And I don't think it's the players as much as it is the coach. Oh, yeah. I, I think you got some very good – I think you got a lot of talent on that team. But I think you also have a lot of players on that team who, you know, were other teams and they didn't do that well. Yeah. Because – it, it wasn't – it's not their talent level. It's, it, you can give me the most talented players in the world. It's if it's not a coaching. good scheme, it's not going to work. It, it's the coaching process. It's, right. it's really what In it college, is. it might work. But in pros, you're not going to have that much more talent. I mean, right. you could maybe say Mahomes seems to have just more unbelievable right. athletic gifts, you know. But Peterson outcoached Bilicek. There's no question about it. I mean – they you the Patriots were throwing everything they had at that Super Bowl. Yes, and I mean they almost won. They I mean, almost, it was a very close did. game. It, it really it was a great game. Great game. It was one of the best Super Bowls yeah. I've seen. Yeah, and it was very exciting. But it, I think it it I think it really shows how amazingly talented that that Doug Peterson is. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure his staff is a big part I mean, of that. That was Frank Reich uh, was one of his now the coach of the Colts was was on that Super Bowl team and uh well, having like three different yeah. uh, former quarterbacks as coaches mm -hmm. so that you really are thinking things on a quarterback level which you know probably would help the Broncos to do that. that it, it would um, actually help the Broncos. That's why I always said bringing they had a, they had a defensive back coach or defensive back player coaching the you know Paxton Lynch. That doesn't work. I'm sorry. You know, you could t you could teach them how to read defenses, but a defensive back coach doesn't know footwork, where your arm position is. Doesn't know the thought process. Right. You know, but anyway. But no, I, you're, you're right. A good, like Belichick, look at what Belichick does every single year. It doesn't make a difference who the running back is, who the receivers are. They're always good. 
right? Always. Oh, it's good. And, and you could say Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that. Tom Brady was never the greatest quarterback you've ever seen in your life. No, but he's he's un. He, what Brady has is he's unflappable yeah. or fappable. Is it fap Fla- or flap? Flappable. Flappable. Okay. Flappable. So he's not, you know, so you can't you can't fluster him. No, you can't. Uh, that, that's a that's, hu- that's a huge number one, yeah. right? Not not going to panic ever. No, nope, you'll when, never panic. Yeah, it just it's always a calm. It's always calm, collected, and and he'll get in your face if you do something wrong. Sure, <laughs> but it's like it's like if you're playing golf, right? He's the kind of golfer where it's going to be like I'll bet you he never gets a worm burner because he never does that aggressive, not thinking swing. Right. Every swing is that methodical back and forth, smooth pendulum, and. That's the number one thing about him is that he's just, he, he just stays calm. But the other thing about it is that his system is so well built up that there's always going to be a person available on each level. And as long as one of those levels isn't covered, you're going to get a completion. And in most, most plays, most schemes on defense, you can't cover all four levels. You're betting on they're going, they want to go deep. They want to go sideline. They want to go shallow underneath that you have a way to kind of counter that. And I think that's why the, the, the Patriots have been so good on offense, despite most years not having great receivers. Yeah. They, it's the tree they run. You know, it's this guy's going to cut here, this guy's going to cut here, and this guy's going to cut here. And so now if you're playing a cover two, I got you on the outside here. If you're going to play like a uh, mid zone underneath, I got the guy who's going to go up and do the skinny post, and now you got trouble stopping that guy. Yep. And if you're playing everybody back trying to stay on top of that, then what you're going to run into is you're going to have – uh, you know, you're going to have my players underneath and I'm going to have some really, really good pass catching running backs. So they've all, when's the last time they didn't have one really good pass catching running back, right? They've had a couple. <laughs> I mean, Stephen Ridley uh, or Stephen Ridley was before uh, uh, who they, James White, James they have White now. Yep. before that, I think, I don't know. I can't remember who they had before that. That was a really good pass catcher. They had somebody that they paired up with. It might've been Ridley that they paired up with LeGarrette Blount. Um. Anyway, but always, yeah, always yeah. have that, and I've noticed that the Eagles have kind of taken a page out of that as well. Yes, they've got a lot of running backs, and they keep bringing more running backs they got in. A stable of running backs right now, <laughs> and that's really kind of crazy when you think like most teams only carry like three running backs, but they've got to be carrying what six? They have at least five. And Miles yeah. Sanders looked good the, uh, against Jacksonville, even though that's against Jacksonville's you know second team. But you know it's good to see Miles my, my, uh, Penn Stater. Um, uh, he was Saquon's backup. So, you know, it was good to see Miles getting some carries because Miles is a really big, good, fast back. You know, he, he practiced with Barkley. He weightlifted with Barkley. And, uh, you know, if, if, he, if Sanders gets the carries, a, a good load of carries this year, he might be able to do something as a rookie. Yeah. I, it, but just, that's the whole thing. Does he get the carries or who else gets Clement, and, um, Smallwood? You know, who's going to get the carries back there? Sproles. And I just think that when you look at teams like the Patriots, how the Eagles have been the last couple of years, how, um, you know, some of the teams kind of fall into that category, like maybe the Saints and whatnot, uh, you can just tell when coaches have schemes that make sense. And obviously the offensive coordinator factors into this a lot as well. And so I'm hopeful to see what the Broncos can do this year with an all new staff. But when people would, you know, some people try and say, you know, it's not, it's not all Vance Joseph. It's, it's, it's Elway and the drafting. It's the players. It's this, it's that about how the Broncos have had some bad years. It's like, no, it's not. There is nothing exciting about the scheme. Right. And I've noticed that every play, I mean, granted, yes, the offensive line has been porous. Yes. You didn't have a top flight quarterback, but you know what? It's not about if you have the, every guy in the NFL has next level talent. Yeah. Every single That's one. That's why you're here. 
Yeah. I mean, there's only, what, 700 players in the whole league or whatever? Yeah. I mean, you're one of the best football players in the world at your position. All of them are. And it's just about utilizing it. And, and here's, a, here's a word that I got that got that used um, associate with Joe Paterno for years about his offensive play calling. Yeah. Vanilla. Very really? vanilla. That's what I would say the Broncos are. They're very vanilla on offense. They were. I mean, there was. N- I remember at one point I said, "How come I haven't seen a single bubble screen to a receiver the whole game?" Yep. How come I haven't seen a single like three a three man uh uh a triple set? What do they call that? Where you, you have the three trip, receivers trip, trip, to the right trip, trip, to the left. Yeah, where two guys up top and the one guy you know trailing. Yeah. I whole game never saw that. It was like, what are you doing to keep people on their toes? They they weren't doing anything is really what 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 you're gonna break it down to. Yeah. They're running they're running route basic routes and they're they're trying to make the the, uh, the check downs into who gets open looking to who gets open in the coverage and the thing is is they're just they're not they're not I'm not gonna say they're talent they're not talented enough. It's the play the plays are too vanilla yeah to to really set any set them apart from anyone else because the Broncos if you look they weren't far away last year in some of those games. It's just it came down to the quarterback play and then and a lot of the play calling, <clears throat> in my opinion. You well, know, just, when you need a good plays called or trick – not trick plays, but, you know, more intricate plays to confuse the defense, they didn't have them. Unique. I mean, yeah, just what unexpected. Yeah. It has to be unexpected. You mm-hmm. can't be doing what people think you're going to do. Right. It's like how many times you go into a game – and then the Patriots are going to are going to just, you know, steamroll this part of the game. And then they they're going to pass for, you know, 8000 yards to the running back. And then instead, the running back gets 600 yards on the ground. Oh, yeah. Because they just said, we're going to do exactly what you're not expecting exactly. us to do. And not only are you not expecting it, but you didn't have any play calls really designed for this. And so now you're doing them on the fly, which never works as well as ones that have been practiced during the week. And I think that's one of their greatest talents is mm-hmm. when they do that. And with the Broncos, I remember thinking you have such a bad offensive line. Why are you not doing what the Patriots did? Because there were years, like I said, where they didn't have very good offenses. It was basically Brady. Yep. And he had a couple of kind of no-name receiver-ish receivers, running backs the same way, maybe not a great offensive line. And what did they do? It was every play was line up these guys. These guys are going to do picks on each other's you know, uh, defender. The running back, one guy, what we're going to do, do a running back. One's going to stay back and block for protection. The other one's going to go out in the flat or do a, do a zigzag, you know, like – you give yourself outs where you only need one second to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hike one, 1,000 and Ow. pass, you know, it's, it's like, Oh, my guy's going to make his quick cut and cut underneath the guy behind him. And he'll have one ounce of, of, of opening, get the ball to him. And then you say, well, you only got four yards. Hey man, if I get four yards, all three plays, guess what happened? I'm out of first, first down. down. Yeah. And how many years, did you watch Brady do nothing but dink and dunks? And people said, they're just dinking and dunking him to death. And it's like, well, you know, you can say that's not exciting if you want to, but it's pretty exciting winning Super Bowls every year. You know what happens when you dink and dunk somebody to death? The long ball death. comes open. <laughs> the <laughs> no, long but, ball yeah, comes but, open real fast. But the death, the death, they, yeah. you, you did it to death on them, and they, they couldn't stop it. And that's what I couldn't understand about the Broncos and why I felt like Vance Joseph was a total failure as coach. And I hope he has another shot and I hope he does fine. Yeah, we, we, all, we all hope we don't want to hate the guy. We're yeah, not he was trying a great, to hate he was, on him. He was a really nice guy. He's, he was an awesome player. He's a nice guy. He's a good coach. 
You know, yeah. he's going to get a shot now on Arizona, right? Defensive. I think. I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Arizona's and then, and then you know, he'll, get his, he'll get his thing back together. He'll get another shot at head coach, and he'll have learned a lot. Yeah. And so I just don't want to come off like like bashing him in terms of like well, him. Well, you know, just like but Jeff, it's just what his first Mc, McDaniel's here as the Broncos coach, yeah. and now he's in in, in New England and Pete, going great. Pete Carroll's first round in the NFL was a disaster. Yeah. And then he came back with Seattle, and he's fantastic. Yep. You know, the team's been great every year he's been there, pretty much. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, not great, but at least competitive. They've been really um, competitive. And uh, that's why I felt that way about Vance Joseph's, you know, tenure, tenure here. here. Yeah. It just was like I never, ever, ever felt like it was exciting, and I never, ever felt like it was passionate, and I never, ever felt like there was something unexpected going on. And yeah, you hit it right on the head right there. I mean, it was very predictable. Yeah. If we can sit here watching TV and know what play is coming – that's predictable. <laughs> and, and not a good thing. Yeah, we don't claim to be any type of, you know, coach that is that can is capable of going to a, a D3 school, football school, right. and coaching right now, even though yeah. maybe I might be able to get away with quarterback mechanics, you know, just being able to teach a kid footwork. You know, if, I could, if I could drop one play that got one yard, <laughs> I'd be excited. But, but it, it was, I just remember when they played the Bengals. And it was either game two or three of last year. Oh, the Bengals back game. They looked no, fantastic. Nobody was at. But I mean, they looked fantastic. The offense was tearing it up on the field, and it kept looking like they were doing all these like original looking plays. And then, like the first two weeks of the season, you're kind of like, oh, maybe this will be a different year. Maybe it'll be different this year as we hit scoring points and stuff. And then, boom, it was right back to how it was oh, before. Yeah. And it just feels like it's been a recurring theme. And I mean, I guess you could. I mean, I guess you say with with multiple coaches, if if it's bad this year then I'll start to think that maybe there's something else, right. you know, like if, if three different coaches can't make these players do anything, but you know, I mean, this time there, there really isn't the same excuses, right? I mean, Flacco and dude, you can ask people last year when we were watching them on Monday night football, we had kind of a group text going and I kept saying, you know, I would rather start like a, like a triple a uh, quarter or, you know, a rookie quarterback uh, than play with Flacco because he just was terrible. I yeah. mean, throwing picks everywhere. Yeah. But I would say he's got to be more of a consummate quarterback than what the Broncos have had the last three years. Yeah. Or maybe I four mean, years. They, they took a they took a shot and a risk on Keenum, and that that's yeah. Keenum had one good season in Minnesota, and they took a shot at it, and and he didn't pan out. And I don't think he's gonna. I don't. Is he even gonna start in Washington right now? Oh, I don't think so. Haskins I don't think will start. Why not? I, I, I think Haskins will if they don't – if uh, uh, Colt McCoy's there, but he's hurt. I think, I think he, he's still nursing his leg. Um, I just don't know why you wouldn't. You, I mean, you got, rid of, you got rid of Deshaun Jackson. You don't have – I mean, you have no high-level talent. You're going to probably get the, – the, you're, you're, you're in the running for the top pick in the draft next year. Yeah. So um, figure, out where, figure out where that need is. Figure out what you need. Is you, yeah. need a, you need a playmaking receiver? Do you need a stalwart lineman? You know, and I, I don't ever want to have people discount the, what the linemen means. You look at Indianapolis, right? They've had luck was hurt for, you know, most of two years or not, not of all of two years. Uh, they have two bad years in a row. They draft Quentin Nelson or uh, that was his name, right? Uh, I think it's uh, yeah. the guy I, from I, Notre Dame yeah. and the guard. And he's just a nasty yeah. guard player. I mean, he's just tenacious and they bring him in. That line had been terrible since Peyton Manning yeah. was in Indianapolis. Years, years. Every year they were drafting a lineman in the first round or first or second round, and they couldn't do anything. They couldn't ever build a good line around him. They bring in that guy, that one guy, and that line improved 
exponentially. Yeah. And Luck had a fantastic season, and he was not under pressure very often. And it just goes to show you, it's like, that's one player. But because that one player was so versatile and could take up to two defenders yep. off their game just long enough, you don't have to stop somebody. Delay the, off, the defensive line for 1.5 seconds. Yep. If you do that, it's another 1.5 seconds for them to get to me. That's three seconds. Well, how many times do we see a, a defensive or an offensive lineman get a defensive lineman and blow right past them? You know, it's just like get a shoulder on him, take him, take a second off of his pass rush yeah. just to get a play going. So. It's like like last night playing Mikey. Uh, now he's he's pissed off about the loss because he had three fumbles and he thinks that that's why he lost the game. Right. And I'm like, well, hey, hit sticking fumbles is not like a not like an error. I caused those fumbles but anyway. <laughs> uh, neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but it was here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is here. You know. But uh, what were we talking about right before that? Man, I got off track. Uh, the offensive lineman just uh oh yeah there if I so like four times in the game he brought his I guess that would be the left outside linebacker maybe on a uh, on like a on a nickel where you have five guys yeah. in the stance you know yeah and all the times he did I he got a sack and so I can tell you that you know that's that's a killer when there's no blocking at all on a guy who's on the line he would just range straight in and it's like you had less than two seconds. Yeah. And that's really hard to complete plays. So if you can cause a delay on a guy, so I started like trying to call, basically started calling a running back and having put him in pass protection instead of running a route yeah. to pick up that guy. And even though the running back couldn't always stop that guy because I, you know, I have a small running back, it's just a delay. Give me a delay so my guy can get open. But if you don't have enough time to let your guy run the first tree of his route, you're never going to get completion. No, and, and you're never going to go through. You, you can't go through your 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 rotation of receivers and you can't, you know, manage a game and you're never going to find somebody open because you're, you're basically taking two, two steps and throwing the ball. Yeah. So and I hope it with the Broncos, they brought in Mike Munchak celebrated as the best line coach, probably in the NFL. Yes. Yes. And they've got Garrett Bowles, who was a first round pick. And they're saying that, you know, he's actually taking to the coaching and I mean, that's what they're saying. Um, but that would be a huge change if mm-hmm. they could get him to actually be worth his draft position. Um, a couple of the little things that they that they're showing with the line, uh, you know, they did sign. Uh, is it was it Jawan Thomas or uh, J- uh, Jawan Jones? Uh, the, Jawan, he's a right right yeah. tackle. I feel terrible. I can't remember his name. So they brought him in, made him the highest paid right tackle, even yep. though it's not exactly a consensus that he's the most talented right tackle. And so they got that first round pick in, in Garrett Bowles and his. I think it's his fourth year, so they may or may not pick up his option right. uh, if he doesn't do well. If he doesn't do well, he's probably gone. I would assume, yeah. yeah. And then Landry or whatever has to stay healthy. Yep. Um, so, you know, it, we want to see, is does this fix all the offensive line woes of the Broncos? Because if you fix the offensive line woes, then that goes a long way towards making the Broncos competitive. Mm-hmm. The defense is going to be good. So, but, you know, the defense will give up if that offense can't do anything. Oh, yeah. So, um, and Mikey was asking me during our game last night uh, who I thought was the competition for the Patriots in the American or the uh, AFC. AFC. And I was not sure I felt like they had a ton. I thought the Colts maybe were a, were a competition. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. I mean, it seemed with the Chiefs, I know what they did last year. It seems like with the talent they lost, how do they not take a step back? 
that's what I was thinking. Cause you know, um, somebody asked me, I, I have a couple of people I talk to around, you know, the tech center when they see me, they know, you know, do a sports radio show and they ask me questions, you know, where did the Broncos fall on the record? I'm like, till my official pick, I'm putting them at eight and eight right now until my official when we <laughs> right before the season starts, when we do our show, when we make our final picks, yeah. you know, I'm going to put them at eight and eight right now. You yeah. know, right in the middle. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, probably generous. <laughs> it, it, Compared it, to the last couple of years. Right. It, it probably is. Um, but if you look at the AFC, it, with, with who they've lost and, and the Chiefs, you wonder, how do they not take a step back? And, and who really is the competition right now? <clears throat> I, I mean, the Chargers, can they be the competition? I, it's like <laughs> I said last year. Show me. Yeah. Show me. At some point, show me. You have to. You know, and they did much better last year. They did. And they've got they've got a very nice. Uh, obviously, they got a good defense, two outstanding pass rushers, and they've got uh, they're deep at running back. I mean, after even yeah. with Melvin Gordon holding out, they've got Austin Eckler, and they've got um, what Jackson? Is that what his name is? I that's terrible. I can't remember. Um, but they have another. They have two guys back there that can still play. easily. Yeah. Easily can take that's over why, the reins. That's why they're not going to pay Gordon. Right. They don't need to. And that's what Gordon needs, should have gotten through his thick skull was yeah. have a nice year. Don't run yourself into the ground because you've got plenty of guys to support you to pick up, take up carries. It's like sometimes these guys' egos get in the way of their brain. And it's like you could have more money and a longer career by just staying quiet. Yeah. And you may have a good enough career to be considered something special. And the thing is, Melvin Gordon and uh, Le'Veon Bell's situation was not the same thing. Le'Veon was on the last year of his contract. He wanted the money. He wanted the, the years. And Melvin Gordon just plain on simply wants the money. Le'Veon was arguably MVP level yes. for two years. I remember how many times, how many, at least two years, if not three years, that in fantasy, having him during those stretches where he would score like 35 points a game for four games mm-hmm. in a row was an automatic win. Yeah. You know, and people, and like, now I know that Le'Veon frustrated a lot of people over those years because he owned, he never seemed to do that in the playoffs. Right, right. He would always have like a five point game in the playoff at at some point. And when your star has just an absolute. Well, and that's because the Steelers were always in the, their, their division lead and they didn't need to play anybody. Right. That's the other thing when right. you start taking in your fantasy draft of if you're going to make it to the playoffs, <laughs> who's going to be playing for and you? And they often would play the Ravens late. Yeah. And the Ravens always had a good run. That is fans. true. They do, they play the Ravens almost every year late. Right. You know, from, from Suggs to, you know, or from yeah. Lewis to Suggs to Reed to whoever, you know, they just always had a nice mm-hmm. uh, run, run stopping defense. So, um, but in the NFC, so, you know, obviously Mikey's excited about the Eagles having a yeah. shot to go back to the Super Bowl, uh, which I, I don't think anyone could argue they've got to be in the running for that. Yeah, they have to be. Uh, especially, but now the first question is, can, can Carson stay healthy? That's a, Hadn't that's, done it yet. That's a good question because they, uh, they just signed the, um, another quarterback this morning. That yeah, came out a lower level the, guy. Uh, well, he, he was a, he was already, he's been on the team. He retired. I, where's my phone? Um I bet you it's not even on here anymore. What the who they who was it? Oh, God, um, it's evading me right now. But they they picked him up and um, paid him. I think they paid him. You know, just the base salary. But uh, you know, he, he's established. I, what do you got there for me? Because it was ringing through when I was driving up here. Yeah, Josh McCown. Oh, Josh off the Jets, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. I, like I said, it was ringing through here. Um, That's what I mean. when I was driving and I didn't really, I, I don't like to look at my phone when I'm driving. 
It's just rule of thumb. You shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, how crazy would it be if over Carson Wentz's career, and let's say he plays 12 years and has, you know, a lot of good, good seasons, but he can't stay healthy very often in the end. And let's say that the Eagles end up winning four Super Bowls in his tenure, but he's never the starting quarterback. <laughs> he ever plays in those Super Bowls. That would be horrible. And that'd be an interesting kind of thing that happened. It would be. It would be. It would be. And it was funny listening to Mikey last night was telling me how uh, the injury types, types of injuries that uh, that Wentz has had are not indicative of him being injury prone. No, you're he's and uh, Mikey's 100 percent right. But I think only part of that is dependent on the injury. Like there are some injuries where they're just in an area, in a position, in a an, in a muscle group or whatever that's going to cause problems or weaknesses. But there's also just players. Sometimes players just don't know how to fall. Right. And they don't know how to take hits. And not that he's not that he can't take a hit, like in terms of like you know he's gonna he's gonna be like oh that you know I'm fine I'm I'm roll this, but you look at how he tore his ACL. Did that was that not the most baffling thing in the world? You're just oh, like God, what yeah. in the world actually tore it? Like, yeah, I when did it tear? I, I still don't know if it tore when he he planted that foot and and leaped into the end zone. Did he tear it there or did he tear it when the two players coincidentally collided? You know, from both sides with them. Correct. That that's I'm sure that's the play that did it. But they but neither one of them hit the knees. Right. And, and so he, and he, he didn't see. He, he played like three other like, plays and threw a touchdown pass. After right. That. So I don't even know. I mean, I, I guess I don't know if he ever had if he had a complete ACL tear or not. Well, and and that's what the, he had. It was supposed to be. But he had an MCL as well. MCL ACL. Yeah, it was a two tear. And um, the I could see the MCL on that side to side. Yeah. Um, yeah. The ACL that doesn't make any sense from the side to side. You know, I mean, I tore when I tore my ACL, and I don't think I tore it all the way, obviously, because I I, I walk still, yeah. and I never had surgery, so it must not have been torn all the way. But I had incredible swelling, and when oh, I yeah. drained my knee, that you know, it was like blood red liquid. They're like, oh, that yeah, means oh, you yeah, tore yeah. something pretty bad. Oh, I remember the drain, and I remember how much it hurt. So you know, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the other thing. Although mine didn't hurt at the time when I did it, it was just tender. But it didn't hurt that bad. Oh, it wasn't the next day that it started to hurt. Mine didn't and hurt. Three days later, it really hurt. I was 15 when I did mine on the football field. I was JV football, and uh, I, I, the kid kept chopping my legs. The kid was tiny, was playing. D. I was getting eight yards a run. Doing kid, chop box. Cho- <laughs> he, was, he was chopping my legs. You know when I'm I'm, I'm just doing 23 sweeps. Okay. 23 sweeps. I'm just breaking nine yards off the carry, and he kept chopping my legs out, and so I decided to hurdle him. Uh. I, I don't right. know where that came from, but I tried to hurt him. Embarrass him? Yeah, he 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 caught my one leg, and I came down on my right leg, and it popped in, and it popped to the the right, and the popped to the right, left, and the right, and I heard a pop, and I went really, re- I went right to the ground, and I like, I remember, I remember this vividly, and I was only 15 years old. I'm 44 now, and that's a long time ago. <laughs> I remember laying there, going, get up, get up, get up, and I couldn't get up. Huh. I couldn't, they come out and uh, Ruthie, uh, who uh, she was our trainer, she passed away last year. Good old Ruthie, Ruthie. So I remember her pulling up my knee pad, going, "Yeah, yeah, he's gone to the hospital," because it would already look like a softball. Oh my god, that's how really? swelling it was. But I couldn't feel it. At did that you point. did you completely tear your ACL? Oh yeah, it was gone. Okay, and six tears of the cartilage. Oof. But so. It's, so, but but it's like you couldn't walk on it for a while. Oh, I was on I was on crutches for eight months. Okay, because like um, that's I mean obviously that's the difference, right? I mean if you can still walk on it, then you couldn't have torn it. I couldn't have torn mine completely. Right. I know when Anderson did his, and his was pretty painful. But he was I mean after after just staying off of it, weight staying off the weight of it for about four weeks, he was he was back, you know, with a, with a brace, you know. Yeah. So um, obviously he didn't tear his all the way. Now this but, one is still torn. 
Um, but in the, we, we've, my doctor fixed the six tears of cartilage in this one, which I don't have any cartilage in my knees anymore. Oh, it's that's bone on nice. Yeah, it's, it's bone on bone. Um, but the ACL, he didn't want to – I was so swollen because my knees don't take the surgery very well. Yeah. I was so swollen. There was so much fluid that he said, I'm going to just sew you up. He said he, – after the surgery, he's like, you were so swollen, I'm going to put you in therapy, put a knee brace on you, and see how you do. Because uh-huh. he's like, I don't want to, ha- I don't want to go back in there because your knees, your knees are not taking the surgeries. That's oh, he's man. like, you, your fluids are going crazy when I open up your knee. That's so weird how that just different people's bodies, you know. And then it's the thing because they, they're trying to get me out here when, and it's a great uh, a place down at Porter Hospital that wants to do it, and um, they want to do a double knee replacement at the same time. And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I can tell you from my stepdad having both of his knees replaced, you want to do it one at a time. Yeah. Because it was, it was not easy. The first one was not easy. The second yeah, one was better. No, but, no one's touching these but, knees for a... Yeah, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need that thing where you can't get to your own bathroom. Yeah. At least give me one leg to hop on. I don't have people to take care of me out here, you know? It's, right. You know, no, it's, give me one leg to hop on at the minimum. You know, with crutches in the leg, I can get around yeah. and it's okay. But... Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's just funny how it reacts. I remember when I tore mine, and like I said, I went to bed. I, I just remember when it happened, um, the team was kind of like, oh, do you need to go? You need to go sit down or whatever. I was like, oh, I think I'm okay. And I played another inning, and yeah. then, it, then it kind of felt kind of weird. And I was like, oh, maybe I should be. It is starting to hurt a little bit. It'd be sore. And I went and sat up in the um, bleachers with uh, one of the wives of one of our players, and she works for an orthoscopic surgeon or whatever. So she actually said to me, she said, you know, you may have torn something in your knee. I just, you know, I just saw that thing. And she's like, depends on what it does tomorrow and stuff. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, it doesn't feel that bad right now. And I walked on it to walk home and drove home and everything. And everything was fine. And then I woke up that, and then, you, you know, you're in bed. And you wake up in the morning, and you know immediately you're like, what the fudge is going on here? Oh, yeah. I could not bend my leg no. at all. No. Not at Impossible. all. And I remember driving to work, and I was it, that was the same leg, right? And that was the one I had to do my gas and my – and thank goodness I didn't have – or no, I did. I still had a uh, – I had a, 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 a stick back then. And so it was really like – I was a little panicked because it was like I don't know if I can really move my foot fast enough to stop immediately. So right. I drove really slowly. Right after that, I went to the hospital. Right after that, I just couldn't. I was like, I couldn't believe what, how bad my leg was. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. But I couldn't bend it even a quarter of an inch. Yeah. And I remember when the doctor was like, "Well, you know, your leg's forming a natural splint, yeah. um, so that you can't move it to not yep. damage it any further." Um, he's like, "It's swollen up with liquid, so we're gonna do try and get that liquid Cine- out of there." Synovitis. Cine- is when it swells up. Yep. Synovitis is, is that's the term for it. And then I just remember him taking that big ass needle. The huge. Well, then the needle wasn't that big, but the the sheath. That it was uh, that you could put the fluid into it was just a huge one. Mm-hmm. And I remember him pulling that out and filling it with like you know like the, the the red liquid. And he was like, okay, if it's red, that means you tore something bad because otherwise it would be white, you know, it would be pus and stuff. And I remember I actually asked him after he pulled it out. I was like, I was still swollen, and I was like, can you do another one of those? And he's like, no, we should leave some of that in there. But I was like, it would be nice to take the rest of it out and really get the swelling all the way down <laughs> so I can move my knee. But um, you know, I'm just lucky that it didn't tear all the way because yeah. no, I, I, had, I, uh, I would have paid for surgery. So. I, I had um, this. I'm, no one can see me, but I'm, I have my right leg straight here. I had drains. They put drains in after surgery and kept them in for three days. So there was a hole here and a hole here with a drain, a drain on each of them. And they'd have to come in and unscrew it and empty the fluids every probably five hours. Five hours? Yeah, that's how much fluids were coming out of my even, knee. So did you, were you on IVs? How did you keep hydrated? I was on IVs. I was on morphine. I was on everything. 
Oh, you were on morphine. Fifteen years old on morphine, baby. What's morphine like? <laughs> Don't try to sit up. I can tell you that. <laughs> what does morphine feel like? Um, it's like it's like one of the strongest painkillers. Yeah, it's, it's just like your heroin, right? It's it's basically the, well, the heroin came out to get people off of morphine during the war. That's how huh. heroin came about. Really? Yeah, I don't know. You've been trying to know that, but yeah, heroin actually came about to get people off of morphine because people Jeez. were addicted to morphine. Um, and now people are addicted to heroin, but um, to everything. Yeah, uh, you. I felt. No, looking back on it, I felt extremely high, um, yeah. like floating high, like because I literally got up and I almost threw up because I remember sitting up in the bed because this one orderly, he was funny as hell. Um, he looked at my chart. He's like, "Oh, my homeboy's on morphine." He's like, "Come on in here. You need some more." And they tried to sit me up, and I was just like, "Yeah." Uh-huh. I remember just rocking back and forth in the bed because they wanted to get me to physical therapy you know and they're like yeah you're not uh, like sit back and i remember i'm pushing me back into the back on you're not going anywhere today wow <laughs> yeah i just you know I, i've never had that drug so and, I, and it's funny because i have so many concussions and i i you know i i'm almost autistic when it comes to sports knowledge and there's other stuff i can't remember nothing about i can <laughs> remember like that like i was 15 years old i can remember that hospital stay like it was yesterday no kidding yeah it's ridiculous Wow. You know, I've only been in the hospital one time, and that was to have tubes put in my ears. Uh, I had to go for observation for a couple of other things, but I didn't actually have anything done. Um, but, yeah, that was the only time, and I, I do not look forward to hospitals because, no. <laughs> man, I swear, of the last, like, 10 people, I think, that I know who had to have surgery in the hospital got an infection. And the infection came from the hospital. I, because I, they just, they're yeah. like, the, the bacteria in hospitals are just too strong. They're just they, they've gotten to that point where the antibiotics don't work. I, I've I've heard that too, and that scares me a lot too. Because I've had I've had two two stays where I was in there for multiple days, and then one in and out. When they did this knee, it was in and out because he didn't do the ACL. Uh, and um, but yeah, I've had two stays where I was in there for a couple of days, and and you know you think about it now because you hear like Swedish got in trouble with that one got one nurse, and then Porter got in trouble with um, contaminated. Uh, stuff down in Denver, you know, and those are local hospitals that are right down the road from where I live at Veranda. You know, that, that'd be, if anything happened to me in an ambulance, that's the first place they're going to take me. Now, I would say right. if I'm conscious, take me to Sky Ridge, which is a little bit further down I-25, uh, down past Dry Creek and down past uh, C-470. And, um, but yeah, that's, it's one of those things where it does bother you, you know, and we're talking about sports injuries now, you know, basically it does bother you thinking about, you know, where are you going to get this done? Like, you know, you see people go to Denver health and that Denver health takes in the, the, you know, the people that sleep on the streets and this and that, and what's rolling around in there. I, I, I think it's just that you have facilities where they may not get completely a hundred percent thoroughly sterilized in between uh, in between operations or, or visits and things like that. Whereas like, you know, in a sports team, that's not going to happen a lot because, no. uh, you know, that they're going to have their own things, right. but, but you do look at some players that have had major injuries and to go to hospitals because it was too high of an extent for even local work to be done. Yeah. Had to be done at a major facility well, look and at they a, got infections, right? I mean, um, like the quarterback for, uh, you know, the, uh, Josh, uh, uh, Smith, um, whatever his name is, the guy that was number one draft pick for the 49ers. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. You know, yeah. he almost lost his leg. You know, same thing with Bridgewater. Almost lost their legs. And I don't know if Bridgewater was from bacteria or from that, but I think I'm pretty sure that it was Alex Smith's was because he got an infection. Alex Smith got. That's what I was trying to spit out of my mouth. He got an actual infection. Yeah. In his knee. 
So, um, yeah, he got an actual infection. I think Jim Kelly with his throat cancer got an actual infection one of the times he was in the hospital, too. Oh, throat cancer, man. That sucks. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's get to the trivia question here. It's 23 after oh. the hour. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so the trivia question was, there's one team in the NFL in the past three seasons that has finished last in their division. It's only one team. Same team, three years in a row, have finished last in their division. All right. So I'm going to let you look at the divisions there and so how they all break down. I, I'm almost positive Cleveland didn't finish last last year, so that takes them out of it. Okay. But that would have been my first guess That's, for a team that would have been last That's play. a good guess. Um, you know, you look at the East and it's like, you know what? Be it the Jets, the Browns, or the Bills. I don't think the I don't think the Bills have been in last place the last few years, but I, I just I well maybe it was the Bills, but anyway, I, I could see all three of those teams have been taking one of the last three years, <laughs> so I can't pick any of them. You go to the AFC South. Well, I know it's not Tennessee. I know it's not the Colts. I know it's not the Texans. So and the Jaguars were in the AFC Championship. So it was none of them. Uh, in the West, I know it's nothing. In, in well. Boy, could the Raiders have been in last place? No, because the Broncos were in last place last. No, the Raiders were below the Raiders last year. The Raiders were below the Broncos because the Raiders had a higher draft pick. Unless it was when they traded for. I don't think it was the Raiders, but uh, let me put that one on the back. That that's like my that was the semi guesses them. Um, in the East, is it possible the Redskins have been in last place all three years? Because I know the Giants haven't been in all three. They might have been one. So that one's tricky. Uh, in the North, boy, the Lions. No, because I feel like the Packers were in last place like two years ago because of when Aaron Rodgers went down. Um, look at the West. The Cardinals were obviously terrible, but they weren't, haven't been terrible all the time. Uh, and then the South. Uh, man, who... Was the Buccaneers have been the bad, worst team in that division in the last few years? All right, so I'm down to Lions and Raiders. Okay. I'm going to go Lions. Good guess. Good guess. <laughs> that was not Good right. Then. Not the right guess. <laughs> yeah, you, you thought yourself out of it in the AFC East. No kidding. Yep. It so is the Bills, huh? No, it's the Jets. The Jets? Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess that makes total sense. I mean, yeah, they were terrible. I just thought last year they were so much better than everybody thought. I thought maybe they finished above. No, they didn't. Wow. <laughs> no kidding. Well, let's just take – I mean, I can just take a look, right? I mean, this will tell us. So, in 2018, they were 4-12, and 12, two games behind the Bills. Yep. Um, 2017, they were 5-11. and 11. They actually had more wins, one game behind the Dolphins. Yep. And then the year before that, they had five wins again, two games behind the Bills. So, yeah. Oh. So, was that the key on the Raiders one? Was it the Broncos finished below them one of these last few years? Yeah. Oh, I no. Look at that. Wait. Look at that. Which one? 2016, they were in the playoffs. Oh, that's right. They were. They were 12 and four. That was that year when Carr busted out, I yeah. guess. Huh. And they probably had Marshawn back then. That's That's year Carr broke his leg. They won 12 games here. He broke his leg? Yeah, because he broke his leg in the last game. Oh, wow. <laughs> he broke it, and that's why they, 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 they were horrible in their playoff game. And then the Broncos were last place two years ago. Yeah. And then they, must, they were probably last place. Yep. What was last year? 
They, no, the Raiders were last Raiders place. were last place last year. Wow. With what, the Raiders had two wins? Four. Four, okay. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Good question. That is a good question. Yeah, yeah. wow. Because, I mean, look at, look, at what we're, look at what we're looking with the Jets this year. You, you got Sam Darnold. You got Le'Veon. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've got, I think, a new offensive Robbie coordinator. Anderson. Robbie Anderson and Unua are probably their best receivers, yeah. I guess. They've got a good tight end. Uh, I can't remember his name. But her new name scheme or? on defense. New scheme on defense. Who they draft? I don't remember. Oh, God, I don't remember off the top of my head that's either. That's not but... a good sign that we can't think of who you draft. You should be drafting somebody that's going to make an immediate impact. Of course, maybe they pick somebody great. We just don't know. Um, ooh, 22 hours ago, they lost their starting linebacker, Williamson. That's not oh, going to help. You know what? I think I saw that, too, actually, late last night or earlier this morning. Hmm. I shouldn't say early. I actually slept till 7. What am I saying? What are you doing sleeping until 7 o'clock? I have no idea, man. I think I just been sitting in traffic all week. It's just <laughs> drained me so much. Just sitting there, not doing anything with the air conditioning, blasting on full when it's 95. And that air conditioning is not the same thing. I don't care how good the air conditioning is. It's the heat. It still has the effect. Uh, I, know, I don't know if it's just when you get out of the car and into the, walking into yeah. places or whatever, but the heat still does something. I mean, oh, I, know it does. Not, I know not everybody's like this because, like, uh, you know, Anderson and um, and my buddy Corey, you know, they, they love being out in this. They love this weather for golfing and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, but by, like, hole seven or eight, don't you just feel, like, zapped? You oh, know? I, I feel horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also I, – I've just never – I've never been a sun person. I don't – like, some people, like, you can tell they get energy when yeah. they're out in the sun. I, I just get tired. Like, I feel – Oh, yeah. I feel more and more – but then the other thing is, I also I also wake up as the sun goes down. Right. So I just I'm, I think I'm just kind of a vampire. And uh, obviously, if you don't like the sun, you don't like heat. Yeah. You know, not ripping on the sun. No. It's great. We need it. Great, you know? great sun. You know. I just, and, and, and 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 trust me, I love it when I go to a beach or yeah. if I'm going to a, a resort. A resort. I yeah. want it to be sunny. You know. Yeah. But day to day life, no. It's just air conditioning does not quite compensate you know no it's it, pretty nice right now oh no, it does actually feel really nice right now actually that's kind of funny <laughs> yeah because i'm i mean because when i what i've read is it's supposed to be real hot uh the next like five to six it, days it is um and i was hoping it was the temperature was going to be down in the low 80s for our draft but it's only 79 right now well yeah but I mean, that's 80 degrees i mean that's but it is, it is amazing how different your perspective is based on what you're doing because when I come home from work and I've been moving around and doing stuff and you're wearing pants and everything, that 73 degrees, 74 degrees in the house feels just boiling hot. Oh, yeah. But at work, you know, I mean, 73 can feel like that with the air conditioning on with 73. So it's I, – I don't know if it, – it's just – it's, you know, perspective, I guess, has a big impact on, on, on what the heat feels like. But I do not feel comfortable at home when it's like 75 to 76 degrees. It's no, just, it's too, too warm. warm for it's me. It's way too warm. I know. <laughs> it's just – especially when you're just sitting. If you're just sitting doing something, it's way too warm. If you're moving around, even though you, you get hotter as you're moving around, it's, you know, you're, it, it's just sitting with driving through hot traffic, right? Yeah. If you're moving, it's fine. I'd rather drive 10, you know, five more miles and never stop than spend the exact same amount of time just stuck in bumper-to-bumper movement. I mean, you know? literally, because uh, of this construction in Hamden, drives that would take me five minutes are now taking 25 minutes. That's just, oh. that's, how, that's how much it sucks. That's especially why I've been so tired. Especially if it comes out right out, like right out from where you live. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, I'm just driving straight into this no matter that, what I do. No, there's no alternate direction I can go. You're going right into a construction zone each way. Especially when you're used <laughs> to the two, two, like two, well, not two, but I guess like 20 feet 
uh, on ramp to the freeway. Yeah. And that's the one thing I do have living here that makes it hard to move a little bit is that I've got the freeway right there. And some people act like that's not a big deal. But like when you go to like the Anderson's house, it's brutal, man. You're driving for like 15 minutes to get on a freeway. Yeah. And you're just like, that's not that's not how it's supposed to work. Right. And then he'll say like, well, no, you know, 70 is not that far. And it's like, well, I-70 doesn't do you any good. I-70 is the same thing. You're just driving on a freeway now five and a half minutes to get exactly. to the other freeways, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, but you know him, he, you know, he likes the mountains. So yeah. to him, 70 is just as good as anything. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm like, oh, I don't drive to the mountains. Who, You know, I mean, it, the mountains are pretty, but I don't, you know, I'm not going skiing anymore. So yeah. Um, anyway, um, there was a thing I was going to ask you about about the draft, actually, about players that we were drafting in our um, in our, our draft in Dynasty, which it turned out to be – I thought the draft was on any player, but it turns out it's just on um, rookies. Rookies, okay. So, but the funny thing is, so we take all these players, right? Mm-hmm. Get our teams are up to like 32, 31 players. So I started cutting people to get them down because I'm like, well, i got to get down to 22 at some point here. Right. Might as well get rid of the cut some bait now. Well, then Rigner goes, oh, I'm going to increase the rosters from 22 to 26 or 28. And I was like, <laughs> dude, that's like five players I could have kept on my team. You didn't tell me anything. The, the plus side of that is I get to keep both Drew Locke and Will Greer. Yeah, and uh, see if any either one of them blossom into a, someone. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, with Cam's uh, injury problems and Will Greer being, you know, right there to take over, um, he's he's probably going to be a really good, steadfast player there, is what I would say. Could be he, a nice flyer guy to use in yeah, late, late he, he, season. Yeah, if, if he gets in, he's a gunslinger. You know, he's always he? had that. He's always had that. He'll he will throw the risky passes to those. I mean, I remember the, the, the play he made at Texas to win the game. I mean, he threw that ball. In a, the only spot you could throw the ball to his receiver to win the game. Who um who is um who's their receivers? Because they lost Funches. That's a really good question. Who are their receivers? Because that. Uh, let's Isn't that go to wild. Me, I can't think of anybody. Let me, just, who, let me uh, go to. The I mean, obviously here. Olsen had tied in, but right. Uh, Funches went to. Uh, let me go to their depth chart here. Where did Funches go? He went somewhere pretty uh, Receivers, DJ Moore, Chris Hogan, Jarius Wright, Rashad Ross. Well, Jarius Wright has some upside Curtis Samuel, Torrey Smith, Terry Godwin. Torrey Smith. eh. Boy. That's a... They pilfered Hogan. I mean, that really is. Ugh. Yeah, I don't want to draft Cam Newton. Well, I, mean, I, I tell you I mean, what, his, you, his, his, now his you have to look at touchdowns are what always draw you. Well, in. you have to think about Christian McCaffrey with with, with oh, that, right. that, that bad of receivers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you could key on the run the whole game for God's sakes. No, McCaffrey. McCaffrey's gonna. He's a gonna great fucking. Uh, you know uh, uh, what do you call the uh, screen screen, screen he player? Yes. So um, yeah, he'll still be, be all right. But it's yeah, they don't have any talent at receiver. Man. I mean, if Chris Hogan's your only talent at receiver, and what I'm looking at, because DJ Moore hasn't impressed me. Well, I mean, if, I mean, Chris Hogan couldn't stay on in New England. Yeah. You know, I mean, not that he was bad. He just, but yeah, wow. I was looking at him to have a breakout season last year with. Uh, I was too. And and then he just out. didn't. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't come through at all. So, wow, that's crazy. That's uh, that's just nuts. I was just trying to see if there was anything. Um, I mean, obviously Josh Gordon being reinstated. Yeah, pretty big fantasy that just came That just came across. So that happened last night. Do the Patriots and... still own his rights? <clears throat> oh, yeah, he's a Patriot. Okay, I, do, I wasn't sure if the Patriots still owned his rights or not. 
and makes you wonder if that's part of how he got reinstated. You know, it's Kraft's boy, and you know, I mean, you know, here's the thing: gave him a, give him a base salary. He was on the team, left the team last year. You still won the damn Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Why not put him in there? Oh, if I'm Brady, I'm like, <laughs> dude, his talent level's fantastic. Even if he leaves again, I mean, even, the only player that I've ever even seen go to New England and not embrace the Patriot way all the way, Ocho and then eventually Cinco. get kicked out. What's that? Ocho Cinco. Oh, I wasn't thinking. I was oh. thinking. I was thinking of Randy Moss. Oh, okay, all right. Because Randy was great for like a yeah, season yeah. and a half, but and Ocho then he started, Cinco and then he started bitching. He couldn't. Uh, he couldn't learn the playbook. His NFL oh. IQ. Is it remember his NFL IQ? They said wasn't up to it's up to speed up, up on that it, level. Yeah, it, it wasn't on the level of, of learning. I could see that because he was such a talented player. You may not have learned the X's O's because I mean I know he's not dumb because he's actually got like three or four of his own businesses now. Yeah, and he's doing pretty well for himself. So, um, but yeah, there's that's some, some people those... that just don't understand. You know, you look at some of the people that watch the Super Bowl this year. They don't understand how defenses work. You know, that, those are the people like oh, it's so boring and then like. Did you see the matchups they yeah. were matching up with? I mean, uh, the Super Bowl was a good game. Uh, it wasn't what I prefer in a no, Super Bowl. No, it's what nobody you know? prefers. I mean, it's just because when From you're a- when you're having a part a game where you're looking for you know spreads and money and stuff like that, it's always kind of yeah. disappointing when like it's just a lackluster thrill event. Well, again, very good defense called and very yeah. good plays. The, the and, coaching you know, in that game was superb, and that it was it was a cerebral coaching Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and that's what made it good. Well, I mean, you had, you know, you had Wade Phillips, you know, holding the Patriots down. But then again, the Patriots, when they decided to go score and, like, put the game away. They did. Boy, it didn't look like it was hard for them to score. (laughs) It almost almost looked like they were better. They felt better lulling the Rams into into the feeling that they were into a defensive battle. Yeah. And get their offense on its heels. And then all of a sudden be like, oh, no, we can still score. We are just kind of, you know, pussyfooting around here to start the thing out. So, I, I don't know. Um yeah, I'm just trying to look through some of the fantasy headlines here to see if there's anything that's, 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 that big is going on. I mean, we already talked about Melvin Gordon. They're saying that they, there's no progress has been made. They're yeah, no closer to a, a new deal. They're still $10 million apart. Um, you know, uh, just, just this is on the, the thing here, so uh, we'll just deviate from fantasy football for a moment. How big a deal is the DeMarcus Cousins ACL tear? Because he's now out for next season probably. And that was a big signing for the Lakers. That was a big deal. That was everyone around the NBA. I, I watched a couple programs uh, over the since it happened. Uh, it happened in Vegas. He was practicing, working out with uh, some other players. A lot of players are in Vegas right now for off-season workouts. Um, Why Vegas? I would say just because it's Vegas. That's where the D league gets held. Reason. I mean, that's oh. where they, you know, so th- there are th- a lot of the teams are already down there. So they okay. work out privately with the people they work out with. Um, that guy can't catch a break. I no. mean, he's just and and people because he used to be the villain. Now people are just like, well, we really wish he could just play. Where did he come from? What school did he play for? Uh, Demarcus. He pl- oh boy, oh god. Oh, I'm gonna have to look that up because oh, nobody of, knows it off the top of their head. I, I don't remember. I'm not <laughs> good on where basketball players came from anymore. Yeah, you still haven't heard from the homes, man. He must really be sleeping. But yeah, where did because he went to the because he went to the he went to the Kings. Uh, he wasn't a Duke guy, I don't think. So let's see here on Wikipedia where he played in college. Kentucky, that's right. Oh, he played in Kentucky. That was that was going to be my guess for some reason. I 
he was a, he was Kentucky, and he was he was a little injury prone there. I thought. Damn Kentucky, <laughs> man! Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, if and Kansas get knocked those four teams out, and I'm enjoying the tournament a whole lot more. I don't know why. Oh, definitely. Well, you want to see you want to Cinderella. You want to see a butler. I guess that's true. I'm surprised I don't like Kentucky because of the colors of you know dark blue or right. royal blue and white. Well, let's you see. Know? Let's go into this right now because your boy Bellinger and Trout are sitting at 41 home runs, and are we are we up to 34 consecutive days with guys with multiple home runs? Uh, I don't know, but it was I'll that, believe it. Was that 31 and went to 32 on Thursday? Because that's that, that, Bryce. That's, that's some when, some player in the major leagues hit two home runs. Yeah, because then when Bryce oh, Harper wow. bombed that freaking um, grand slam to beat the Cubs, scoring six runs in the bottom oh, of the ninth. Oh, that the one where he said his parents left before? Yeah, he his parents. I think he's like in the interview. He's like, well, the, the the lights are off in my parents' box, so I guess they didn't see it. He yeah, actually that 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 was a shot. I don't know if you actually saw that. I have I it on a, I I have it on our our Twitter page because it was such a great call. I mean, he just blasted that thing to the moon into the second deck. I don't know. So we got the eight. We got the Yankees and the Dodgers at eighty two wins. So they're in yep. the driver's seat. The Yankees in their got smashed last night. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, I, I mean, it's just single games. Don't <laughs> I just matter. like to hear. I just like to say the Yankees got smashed. <laughs> but uh, the Dodgers have a plus two hundred and thirteen run differential, which is one of the highest ones I've seen in a while. They have a twenty game, well, nineteen point five yeah. game lead in the division. Nineteen game lead in the division. Crazy. Now I don't know if that's a testament to how good they are, or a testament to how weak the rest of their league is or division is. But then think of it this way. The St. Louis Cardinals are leading the Central Division in baseball by one game. Right. They have 64 wins. And that's the same amount of wins the Phillies have. Yeah. And the Phillies can't get any ground on the National and the Braves because they all keep winning. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the Braves look like they are the same team as last year. They are, are starting to put a hammer down. Obviously, the Dodgers, I don't even know if it's possible. I mean – the meltdown that would have to occur to someone to catch them is, is oh, pretty God, much impossible. You're gonna have you'd have to lose half your team. Red Sox are pretty much they're on the danger of being eliminated. Yes, which is they are awesome. Um, obviously, the Yankees are still in it, which is a bummer. But um, you know, Minnesota has kind of hung on after the Indians made a nice push and even took over for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Astros are now starting to assert their dominance. Oh yeah. Um, How can they not with picking up a uh, uh, who'd you call it? <sighs> Dude, Granky. Granky, that's but right. But Cole went down with an injury. Yeah. Uh, now it looks like he's coming back relatively soon. So, um, but I just think it's kind of astounding. The Dodgers have 82 wins, the Braves have 72, and then the leader of the Central has 64. And also the fact that it's the Cardinals. So I just think it's amazing how far the Cubs have fallen. I mean, they win that World Series, and you thought that they had a dynasty in the making. Nope. And they're just <laughs> they're going down every year. I mean, Bryant. Even though he had a better year this year, he's just not going to become – he's not going back to the MVP guy he was. Baez has been amazing. Rizzo, again, I mean, he's had a little bit of a rebound, but not doing – the pitching has not been impressive. Oh, God, I mean, no. I just saw it in Philly, you know, because those games were on TV. I mean, Bryce Harper hit three home runs in the last four games. Yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> no, they're just – Lester is, is – he's, he's over the hill. Um, you know, Hen, Hamels, Hen, Hamels got is, rocked. He's over Philly. the hill too. Now, now it was nice because the Philly, uh, the Philly faithful gave him a standing ovation. Oh, sure. I mean, gosh, yeah. he was great for the Philly. He was. He won a champion World Series. Yeah, and he's. Uh, but yeah, it's just the whole Cubs roster of, of pitchers is getting old, and that's gonna. I, I, I think that. I mean, they may not even make the playoffs at this point, but no, um, I, I think they're. I think they're two games back with uh, the Phillies right now. I mean, the Giants are nineteen point five games behind the Dodgers, and they're one game less 
than the Cardinals and the Cubs or two games right. less. That that just goes to show you that that division, for how strong it was last year, is kind of weak this year. Right. And uh, but it should be a good battle going down the stretch. Yeah, it definitely should be. I mean, there's no reason. I mean, the Cubs and St. Louis are going to play each other a bunch in September. We already know that. Right. Because they're rivals. So. And then as far as uh, you know, the Bellinger's quest for a triple crown. So he's four back in the RBI race. He's up by two now over Yelich in the home run race. But what has really hurt him is this guy was batting around 400, the all-star break. He's now batting down around 300. Yeah. Uh, 317. It looks like 319 as of last night. Um, so, I mean, obviously still a fantastic year. You think that's because he's swinging for the fence a little bit more? <sighs> no, I think it's just regression to the mean of you your batting average on balls in play can only be so far out the norm for right. so long. And that's what baseball is kind of designed to do is to expose things over time. Cause I, I, I was listening to an, inter- or not an interview it was a, a debate about because little league world series are on right now. Ah. And, um, about the kids that are swinging for the fence and, you know, what, if they make it into a next level, you know, thing of situational hitting and not knowing how, to not swing for the fence mm-hmm. or to hit opposite field. Cause I can, I used to be able to hit opposite field. No problem. I mean, I would think one over into right field. I'm a right hand batter, you know, just drop your shoulder. Think there you go. You get a base hit. I could never do that in softball or baseball because when I drop my shoulder, the ball goes straight in the air. There's a, there's a technique to it. <laughs> I just, I, I just can't do it. I've now tried. trust me. Now the same, the same thing is you can, I, I used to foul pitches off just to get a walk. In baseball. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. If you can do when that, I had when that. I had before my knees got blown. I mean, I mean, obviously, I fourteen years old. You know, uh, even when we were playing, you know, little league and all pee wee or whatever the leagues are, I just get on base and I steal second, I steal third. That's how fast I was. What, obviously, I'm not that fast anymore. <laughs> what What were your leagues called? Well, we played in the township league, so we were like a. When we, I think it was the national, we were the national league when we got to like 14, 15, 16. Cause I, I actually came up when I was, I wasn't playing anymore by 16. Yeah. When, when I, I got called up when I was 13 to the, the, the team, our team that was above us made the championship game, but somebody got hurt. So they brought me up. It was the first time I've actually seen a live curveball, oh, a good curveball. Oh, I ducked. Those are scary. I ducked and I heard strike. I'm like, son of a. Pits. But it, it looks like it hit you in the head. Oh yeah, I yeah. thought it was coming right from my head. Yeah, it's just that's crazy. I, oh, I completely. You don't sucked. even realize that that physics can do that. You yeah. know, it's like the first time you see that actually happen. And I was only 13 years old. And then you realize <laughs> how much they must move as a pitcher in the major league. Yeah. Like, how much fun would it be to stand in there and watch a curveball from Kershaw? Oh, good lord! You probably just be like, I can't believe a ball can physically move like. That. I'd, I'd say bring the stretcher out and put me on it right now. <laughs> Let me try to hit it. <laughs> so I remember I was in T-ball, and then minors, and then majors. And then I can't remember, I think it was called Colt was the next one up. Uh, some areas had Babe Ruth instead of Colt. Right. There was Babe Ruth ball. And, and then it kind of went to, after that, then it was kind of like you played for school if you were good enough. And I yeah. wasn't nearly good enough to play for school. Um, as much as I love baseball and sports, I don't have the coordination or the eyesight. My eyes have been bad since I was a kid. Uh, and I don't mean necessarily that I had to have glasses for uh, to see 2020 right, thing. Right. It's that I'm not good with movement. Yeah. And I can't like I can't make the bat be where I think the ball is going gonna to be, be right. you know, I have a really big problem in like softball or baseball where um, I get I have a close stance like Wills Clark. Right. So yeah. my front foot is well in front of my back foot. Yep. But when I step to the pitcher to swing, I sometimes get in the bad habit of stepping in the bucket 
and stepping basically to the to the front right corner of the batter's yep, box. Yep. So then I pull my myself way open, which pulls your hips open, which destroys your power. Right. right? And so That's, one of the you're, first you're things, a lefty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. Sorry, I'm a lefty. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I was thinking about that. I'm like, we guys probably should say he's a lefty. Around, spin spin around. around. He's a lefty. So one of the. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so one of the first things I have to do to remind myself if I start hitting the bat ball poorly is to make sure I'm stepping forward, forward. and not out. Oh. And then the second thing that I have to do is say, are you watching the ball all the way till you hit it? Right. That's the same thing I have to do in golf and why I have to have someone watch my ball for me because I can't see where it goes. Oh, I have to too. I, I, yeah. I, I can never follow it off. The I have to stare at the ground yeah. after I've swung to make sure I've watched all the way through the yeah. club swing. And then I hit, then I play much better. Yeah. You know, still not good, but I play much better. Yeah. So. Nate knows. I'm like, Nate, watch this one. <laughs> Especially if it's overcast, I can't see a thing. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play with him since uh, since he started playing again. No, so. I just I played with him once and I shot. I, I didn't swing the club well at all, but I was all tense and tight that day. Well, I know that we're probably gonna want to go play a game or play around when Mikey gets yeah, out here. Yeah, um, just gotta tell me, man. I'll make sure I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm available. Well, I'll see if we can get all like get like eight people. Yeah, that'd and, be cool. And go do a big round because I think he's. So I pick him up at like. So it's gonna be interesting because I pick him up at like eleven thirty at the at the airport on Friday night. Uh-huh. And then Saturday was when we were going to have the draft, and then now we're right, not. Right. So now we moved to if we're going to play, it would probably be Saturday, and then uh, and then now our Sunday is going to be the draft. So yeah. Um, and then he flies home Monday, and uh, so I actually got to take off Friday and on uh, Tuesday that week. So oh, okay. Um, even though it'd be nice to have a five day weekend to just relax, right? I thought this way I can sleep in, so yeah. I can go take him at the airport and not be super tired, and then. Uh, that way we can party hard on the weekend, and then I'll take him out to the airport for, uh, Monday morning, and then I can go home and crash, and I still have Tuesday to kind of yeah, get back in the mode. Yeah, you, know, you so. wind down Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I thought about it. It's just I should take that whole week off. I mean, I, I've been running such a gauntlet at work. Yeah, and, you uh, have. That's, this, I, I know you have. <laughs> but this – yeah, I think I think we – I think we're out – I think we made it out of the, uh, of the eye of the storm. I think uh, – now, I shouldn't say that because – if I do say that, then tomorrow or Monday I'll walk in and be like, hey, we got two new programs, which is great. But then I'll be like, oh, so, okay, got to start going into gear again. Um, but it is nice to think that we might have a week or two that we kind of get back to how it used to be. So right. get to relax a little bit. Um, so we got about 10 minutes left yeah. here. Anything that you'd like to cover? I mean, uh, you know, and let me go back in the college football era. I just want to kind of go over um, the opening schedule because we're coming way up. First off, let's just go over the rankings real quick here. Um, this is the coaches poll. Clemson 1, Alabama 2, Georgia 3, Oklahoma 4, Ohio State 5, LSU 6, Michigan 7, Florida 8, Notre Dame 9, Texas 10, Texas A&M 11, Washington 12, Oregon 13, Penn State 14, Utah 15, Auburn 16, UCF 17, uh, Wisconsin's tied with them, Iowa 19, which surprises me a little bit because they lost both their tight ends. Michigan State 20, Washington State 21, uh, Syracuse 22, 23, Stanford, Iowa State 24, Northwestern 25. Let me go into the opening wow. schedule. North, East, Northwestern and Syracuse are in the top 25 for football? They are. That's why I'm going to say the Clemson-Syracuse game because Syracuse has played Clemson tough every year. So um, in that They top, have to watch out for that. In that top 15 from Clemson to Utah, Who's your biggest shock? My biggest shock? Uh, let me go back to it real quick. I just changed screens here. Biggest I'm thinking shock. Texas A&M, but I don't know that much about, you know. You said from there to Utah. Yeah, okay. top 15. Biggest shock right now. 
Um, I think it's sad that the top four teams are the same four teams from the bowl last year. No, it's not. It's it's sad, but it's it's kind of predictable. Um, I think Georgia takes us might take the SEC title game from Bama this year. Quite frankly, because Georgia has a really good team. Two is projected as the <laughs> as the number one player taken next year. He's he's overall That's number Al- one in Alabama McSherry. Alabama quarterback yeah. or. Yeah, yeah. To a title yeah I, saw game. Him, I saw him ranked number one. Yeah, he's ranked number one in McShay's uh, top ten for uh, next year's draft. Um, not sure if I like that. He's a little undersized, and he has in the four toughest defenses he played last year, six interceptions. Wow, that's alarming to me. Really? Yeah, six six interceptions in the four toughest defenses means he's not reading the defense right yet. Because when you're talking, when I say the four toughest, you're talking the, the closest thing you can get to an NFL-style play calling, so on and so forth, of schemes, this, that, and the other. Because you saw so what Clemson with Dabo so Sweeney. It's almost a, that's like a pick and a half per game. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you saw what Dabo Sweeney did to him in, in the championship game. I mean. Uh, not really, but. Yeah, but. <laughs> he, 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 outclassed him, he outcoached him. So that, that scares me. That he. he it scares me because he is a little bit undersized. He's not undersized, but he's a little. He's not as big as the other as Abair from Oregon. Um, okay. But it, it's one of those things. Alabama always has the talent there, the five-star recruits. Um, but Georgia has Fromm. Fromm is so ready to go to the NFL next year. Um, obviously, Clemson with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. He still has another year to go that he has to play college. He has to play college for another year. That's the quarterback for Clemson, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd be the number one pick in, in in the draft next year. But he has to play. He has to play a whole another year of college. That that's mandated by the NCA rules. Is that because he was younger than average, or no? He's, he's only a sophomore. You can come out after your junior season. Oh, so this thought, is only a second it was your sophomore year. season. Okay, no, like it's, junior season. Okay, I got you. I got you. So yeah, he's got another year to go. And um, if you look at the, the surprise. I'd have to say A&M's a good pick. Um, Washington and Oregon being that close together is kind of interesting because the official Pac-12 pick to win the Pac-12 was Utah, I believe, Well, they're after, the media, after the media days. And having Washington and Oregon that close in the top, in the top 15 – is surprising, and I would have to go on to that. I'd say Washington is more of the surprise because Oregon has a bear returning at quarterback. If that's that's the, the surprise to me. Your boys are in the top fifteen. They that's are to make they, you happy. It does. I I don't like that. Um, I don't like that. Uh, it's it's funny. I mention his name all the time. Now that I'm on the air, I'm going to draw a blanker. Um, <laughs> uh, the heir apparent to uh, um, Trace McSorley uh, transferred point in the transfer portal so they have two kids that are buying for the job now and i don't think we haven't heard franklin name an opening day starter although they, they, they play idaho uh opening day no big deal um Hoo-de-ho, idaho Hoo-de-ho. uh you know yeah it's very exciting very exciting they have a really good team there they've got a lot of talent just like always uh franklin's an awesome coach and you know we have to this is now the end of the era of saquon barkley and trace mcsorley you know, Saquon and Trace, you know, gave us that fantastic Rose Bowl against Sam Darnold out there, um, you know, in uh, three years ago. 
So, you know, this is this is the start of a new era with Trace gone now, finally, of uh, Penn State football. Can't wait for that. They have the white on game against Michigan this year. That's going to be awesome. So it's, it's, it's one of those nice things. Um, not the terribly toughest schedule for Penn State, I can tell you that. Um, ending with Rutgers, but that's a natural rivalry. Now, they do have an interesting game coming up on uh, September 3rd. I think it's a Friday night. Um, maybe not, Whichever the Friday night is, they've moved the game at Bird Stadium in Maryland, which holds 50,000 people. The Penn State student section is 24,000 people alone. How big is the stadium? The stadium is 106,000 at Penn State. A hundred. Beaver, Beaver Stadium, yeah, 106. 100,000 people gather for those games every every weekend? There's nothing else to do in Pennsylvania in the fall. 100,000 <laughs> yes. people. I was there. It was a sellout for the Georgia State, Georgia, the Georgia State game. Sellout for Georgia Why State. Why would you want to be the 100,000th person sitting in that top row? It's exciting as hell. In the top row? Yes. Can you even see the ball? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, really? it's, it's, there's that much energy in the stadium. It's absolutely insane. It really, you, you, until you witness it, you'll never witness anything like it. Because you can't do that. I mean, see, you barely put 50,000 in the damn stadium. So you can't even imagine. I've never been to a professional stadium that sat more right. than 60,000. But it's, it's, something, it's something to witness. I haven't, because I mean, when I'm, because that's the first, uh, two years ago, that was the first Penn State game I've been to in a long time since they put on the new edition. Um, the, in, in the south end zone and it's just sitting there and I was on the, the east sideline um, and I was 75 rows up but just sitting there it was just it was unbelievably breathtaking a sight that you, you, you never be able to even I can't even describe it a hundred thousand people but here's the big thing Maryland has already called off school at noon on Friday all essential personnel to leave the campus because they're expecting so many Penn State people because Penn State's not that far down the road or up the road it's about three it's three four hour drive they're expecting State College oh it's a three hour drive from the Poconos um it's a two hour drive from Philly and then it's what city is it in State College, well, College Park, Maryland. State College is in the middle of PA. Not the middle, but a little bit. State so, College is the name of the city? That's Penn State. Yeah, State College, Pennsylvania is where Penn State is. That's the name of the city? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do got to say that ever since I got into pharmaceuticals, man, I know so many people that go to Rutgers because so many yeah. pharmaceutical companies are in yeah. – there's so many in, like, Bridgewater alone. Yeah, yeah that um, is correct. I think there's like four in Bridgewater. And there's like two in Princeton, and uh, so Princeton is in is in Jersey. Is, is it's in Jersey? Yeah. Princeton's Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I know we did like a. I thought we went to a different state. Oh well, I can't remember. But uh, I did finally go to see, get to see Princeton. Yeah, um, Princeton's Jersey. Cool little city. Yeah. Cool, uh, cool little campus. I can say you know looks looks nice and but not uh, not pretentious, I guess. You know, okay. it's, a, but, it's Ivy you know, League, but uh, well, no, it's, it's really high. Yeah, I know it's really high level. So, um, but uh, this is the first time I've been to an Ivy League campus. Yeah, I think I don't think I've ever been to Cornell. So it was interesting to go see. Okay, uh, well, we're down to about a minute, according to the lady on uh, Blog Talk Radio. That that uh, British lady. When do uh, when do the Eagles play their next game? Uh, they already play. They just played. Uh, they played Jacksonville, and and Jack. That's the that's the other point we didn't make is Jacksonville. They need some offense from somebody. They're yeah. looking horrible. Yep. 
and uh, I guess the Bron- I think the Broncos play Monday oh, night. They play Monday. That's right. Damn it, it would have been fun to watch tonight. <laughs> nope, All Monday right. night. Ooh. All right. Well, cool. Well, I think we'll just sign off now, probably. I don't know yeah. else to talk about. So. Thanks for tuning in today. I will be listening quickly to make sure that the show sounds normal. And uh, thanks to everyone for tuning into the show. Offensive out.